This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win... Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome to the Chelsea Fancast, fueled by Guinness, powered by Celery, the show that definitely will not be buying Chelsea's weird coloured away shirt. Uh, after Chelsea's scintillating performance against Salzburg in midweek, hopes were high for a decent performance as Graham Potter took his charges back to his former club. Oh, how wrong we all were. It was game over when the third goal for Brighton and second own goal went in on 42 minutes. The first half was an omni-shambles of a clusterfuck. Brighton tore into Chelsea like they were playing against 11 Graham Potters. Hell hath no fury like a lover spurned. As a consequence, even the usually unflappable silver was forced into three ghastly mistakes within five minutes. But it's easy to blame the hapless back three of silver, Chaloba and Cucurella. In truth, they had been hung out to dry by the team selection and formation which saw Sterling and Pulisic starting as wing-backs as they had against Salzburg. Unlike Salzburg, Brighton chose to attack the space behind them, knowing they wouldn't track back, and they exploited this perfectly. One may ask why Potter didn't change this after the second goal went in. At 3-0 down at half-time, it was surely too late. While the blame for this result lays at Potter's door, there are mitigating circumstances which should not be ignored, but it's definitely a blot on Potter's copybook. However, the players' mentality should also be questioned, as this is not the first time in recent history they've been humped by a side they should, uh, should not be embarrassed by. Potter will get over this, and hopefully soon, and he's not going anywhere if the Bowley group are to be believed. Maybe it's a good thing that a result like this has happened sooner rather than later, just to remind us that this might not be the Chelsea we've been used to for 20 years, and given how far off a title challenge we are at the moment, perhaps it's a Chelsea more like the one we had 25 years ago. A cup side, but not a title-winning one. And the title of tonight's show is Lost the Plotter. 
Chelsea Fancast 942. JK, good to see you. Chidge, great to be here. Great Chidge, great, great intro. You like that one? Well, with nothing for us to say, I think I'm off. Okay, should we go home then? Me and Tony are off. I think you said it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's brilliant. That's Thank it. you. Read the emails now. Okay. Thanks for the invite. <laughs> you've, okay. had your, you've had your day out, now fuck off home. <laughs> Bye. Uh, lovely to see you. And uh, there was a lovely, lovely snap of you uh, in uh, in the yes. Amex. Did you see that? Yeah, I saw. Who yeah. took that? I, I think so. I think it might be Nick himself. He posted it on Twitter. Oh, yeah, sweet. Yeah. We should come up and say hello. It was sweet. I was chatting to uh, um, a guy called John, who's very amusing. And uh, I keep, see- keep seeing him. And we keep sitting near each other. I can't work out how they arrive at uh, who sits where. I'm nowhere near any of my friends. I'm nowhere near anybody from Aussies. But but I'm near him, anyway. Um, but he used to be on the fans' forum for... Uh, for the stand, which I was on, and he always used to laugh at the fact that I was frequently late and frequently would would say um, rather um, provocative things rather than talk about the food, which is all they were interested in talking about. You know, I was saying things like, who put all those ridiculous banners up? And that, that idea, what was it? Thrilling, thrilling. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember, I actually, and one of the guys said, oh, I thought that up, actually. And I said, oh, really, did you? I said, well, it's can I be frank? It's a fucking you should have said. I'd be frank. I said, it's not very good, is No, you it? didn't. You said, can I be super frank? Yeah, funny enough, I would have said it. Can I be super? <laughs> um, but yeah, no, no. Saturday was um, a coruscating froth of a roller coaster. It was, well, it wasn't it? a roller coaster. It wasn't a roller coaster. It was just it was a a dive down right. into that. You know, you get onto one of those things at one of those rides, and it just tips, and it just takes you all the way down to the bottom. And you don't get up again. No. But the uh, the roller coaster is more um, playing so well against uh, Salzburg, and then attempting to play exactly the same formation without thinking about the fact that this is the team that you used to manage oh, i no, do find very that strange very strange who's, who's on with us tonight we got a special oh. guest haven't we because we love him may i say he's so special because he 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 helped us out helped us out of the mire he did we tonight had didn't he yeah 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 forgot that yeah we had, we had um we had somebody who couldn't make it and uh and he there willingly mm. he willingly was with his nice neat haircut i like your haircut mm. Yeah, yeah. That, yes. Yeah. I've, I've, I've um, finally. I, I woke up. It was last week in Wales. I was in, in Brecon with my grandchildren, wife, and two dogs. And I woke up one morning. Went into the bathroom, looked at myself in the mirror, and the only thing that came to mind was Grayson Perry. That's right, the artist. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> that is, that is quite an attractive look, though. Can I just say who it is, by the way, everybody? It's Mr. Grocer Jack himself. Um, Witch- I, I thought it was Grayson Perry. <laughs> Wit, charm, intelligence. Um, <laughs> always interesting posts on Twitter. And, yes. uh, and um, we used to have uh, a spat every time we came on the show together, but now we tend to agree, which I rather like. We have become uh, mirrored voices of reason. No, no, I'd say mirrored voices of irritation. <laughs> Well, so you're now as grumpy yeah. as each other, is that what you're yeah. saying? Well, yeah. I, I would say so. It doesn't I'm... make for great radio, though, does it? Great, great right. um, broadcasting. We, right. we ought to come from a different angle. I ought to come and just in order to be uh, to make it more. No, I'm not having that. Combative. Okay. I'd rather yeah. you were honest. 
Yeah, that's true. You yeah, know, I'm, that's yeah. what that's anyway, what we know. Of course, hang on, hang on, hang on. He is, of course, Tony Glover. Oh, yeah, yeah. God, God Caval, I believe, as the Swedish would say for good evening. All right, okay. I, ne- I never knew that. Um, I'd just like to also point out that I too have had my hair cut, but nobody noticed, so I'm a bit disappointed by that. Because you normally You've got push a great it back. big pair of headphones. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. And you push it back anyway, so, you know, yeah, we, yeah. we well. can't. It was an exceptionally good haircut too. I have to say, she's rather good. New hairdresser, and I'm I like this one a lot. Is, is her is her uh, her dialogue good? Does she chat? Yes, yeah, she's she's very chatty. Yeah. Does she yeah. ask you about going on holiday? No. Yeah, they always ask if you've gone on holiday, and I say, oh, don't fucking talk to me about holidays. I never go on them. Exactly. 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 I said I work too hard. I've got no time for holidays. Are too uh, interesting to chat about holidays with uh, you. Now we had a lovely chat. She's very nice, and uh, she cut my hair beautifully. Anyway, enough. Of this, this is what you get on the fan cast. <laughs> I'm sorry. We will talk <laughs> about football. I uh, haven't had a haircut, by the way. Just, I, I know, but don't really need, don't really need one, do you, JK? <laughs> I said that very quietly. Uh, right on yeah. the show tonight. <laughs> nobody, in, nobody heard what it was. I said you don't really need one, love. All right. Oh, you bastard! No, well, that's. If right. I'd heard, I'd have said that's why he said it quietly. <laughs> well, well, that's I why he said it quietly. Oh, exactly. You bastard. Oh. Anyway, enough, enough, enough. On the show tonight, in part one, we discuss the bloody awful awaker. I have to moan about that. We discuss the bloody awful performance. Uh, why Potter is to blame for the wrong selection and the wrong system? Are Sterling and Cucurella victims or villains? And was there something familiar about the omni shambles the players produced? In part two, we ask, is Potter too clever by half tactically? Has there been too much rotation? And are there genuinely mitigating factors underlying this result? And where does Potter go from here? In part three, we look ahead to Wednesday night's Champions League match at home to Dinamo Zagreb. And in part four, we truly have some absolutely splendid emails to read out. I'm really looking forward to them this week. They're crackers. Uh, Now, don't forget, you can listen to the show live. Ah! Every Monday and Friday at 7pm by going to the all-new and all-changed Mixler, which Tony was telling me about a minute ago. I I still haven't really seen it because I'm too busy on here. But it is a new address. It's chelsea-fancast.mixler.com. And uh, if you go there, you can join in the chat by posting on the live chat page, as so many of you do, and we love to see you in there. Uh, And we'll try and refer to that later. Now, uh, you can also follow us on all the socials at Chelsea Fancast. Do not forget to listen and subscribe on Acast, Spotify, Apple and all good podcast platforms and make sure you leave us a glowing five-star review. No less than that. We'll be back in a sec to talk about the match. Yes. yes, yes, indeed. Where do I want to start? Well, I want to start with this bloody awful awake. It JKK. I mean, I, I, I wrote notes. I wrote notes because I was at home, um, and I said the first thing I wrote in the entire match, bearing in mind that chaos is in, is going on all around us. You know, t- silver's like on a kamikaze. I know. I'm focused on this fucking kit. What a horrible <laughs> color kit! And I said, what is it? Caramel, beige, sick, mucus. 
Or maybe it's one of those kind of comedy nude suits. You know, remember the comedy nude yeah, suit? Yeah, it yeah, looked, it yeah. Remi- when they were running around, I thought they were running around in comedy nude suits. Apparently, apparently it's Sesame. Well, for your information, it's more fucking Sesame Street than Sesame. It was awful, JK. Unbelievably yeah. awful. But they're not doing very well, are they, Nike? They're, yeah. it's getting, it, it, you just look at it and think, what? Is, it, is there somebody, are they non-Chelsea supporters? Are they all Liverpool fans doing all the design? Are they almost deliberately thinking? No, what look at Liverpool's kits. <laughs> Yeah, no, I've got the red one that they've got the, the, the main one they've got is really rather classic. They've got at mm. the moment, it's just there's nothing like it's just red and red and red. It looks great. Um, uh, I, I, I am, uh, I am the word I keep using at the moment is bewildered. I am, I don't understand how whether it they just whether um, Bowley says something to them, Clearwater say, or whether they care, or whether they appreciate that. I suppose what the consequence will be nobody will buy it. And then they will know they made a mistake. But I think this surely must be a trend. Nobody can be buying any of those kits. Well, you say that, but I, I, I feel, and Tony will probably validate this, they are not aimed at the likes of you or me or Tony, no, are they, Tony? No, they're definitely not. They are. It, it will be marketing. They would have been designed months ago. They would have been designed back in, you know, before Roman even knew, um, you know, that Vlad was going to, you know, have a hissy fit and, and, and invade Ukraine. That would have been in place. Uh, and I think by the time Clear Lake took over the reins, they would have probably not even, had, that would have been way down their list of, you know, oh, right, no, right. let's buy this club. What colour is the kit? We don't like it. Change it. This is, it's purely marketing. And and it isn't just us. Look at some of the other kits that, that teams are playing away in. And you think, Dear, dear God, what were you thinking? You know, I mean, West Ham kit, it's it's well, isn't it? The West Ham third kit is just yeah. Oh, and, yeah. and of course, it's all we know. It's all marketing. I mean, I've I've absolutely given up. I, I, I the only time the last uh, Chelsea shirt I bought was after Porto, the Champions League two star one, um, uh, 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 and and I, I won't buy anymore. I simply just look at them and think, no, I'm a I'm too old to to carry them off, but b that that strange sand would you call it sand color sesame it's it's officially sesame is it really yeah i checked, when, when, I checked. when did sesame become a fucking color i know instead of a television program or a seed i reckon it be they should have done i'd i'd have actually rather seen them do kind of a, a sesame street homage kit <laughs> that, that at least i could have fucking laughed at it Yes, yes, I agree. Surely the, the, the proof of the pudding's in the eating. If there's nobody wearing it at the ground, once again, does the ground not matter? It'll be where it's sold abroad, I suppose. Of course, it, it's it's Far East and, uh, uh, and Africa and the, the, those sort of continents where they'll be hoping that, that, you know, people will get photographed in it or whatever, as if it is something, like you said, in the ground. I mean, I, I don't see that many replica shirts in, in that sense. Um, like we used to anyway, um, not not these days as much. But honest, honest to God, it is dreadful. Well, that's Nike, isn't it? They are, you know, they're all about the brand. I, I, you know, at least Adidas seem to have some football care. football heritage. Yes, football heritage. Nike don't Nike. stick to fucking yeah. baseball and basketball and wank exactly like that. exactly that. Yeah, so I agree with you, Chidge. I thought it was, but my my first thought was, why are Brighton wearing that odd kit? 
I love it, love it. Well, I mean, I'll tell you what, Tone, you know, if it is actually really sesame, we could probably eat it, which is not a bad thing. (laughs) You know, eat eat while you wear it. I like it. Get a bit hungry, get a bit hungry. You know, the energy energy levels are dropping after, you know, 70 minutes. Have a nibble on your shirt or maybe just eat your socks. You know, why not? Anyway, silliness over. We ought to talk about, I'm just really basically trying to postpone talking about the game really no, oh dearie me i mean look i mean as i said whilst i was writing notes about off, off the kit was uh silver was committing kamikaze twice and saving us twice brilliantly uh and then of course um you know he he managed to give the ball away and uh jk's mate trossard uh scores the first and then 10 minutes later um loftus cheek i thought a bit unluckily really it can happen you know goes in off his knee doesn't it from a corner and then the third one, which was arguably the most offensive in a way, um, that that uh, goes in off poor old Trevo, and it was three 0 I mean, the thing is, J.K., you know, my my thoughts were really at that stage. That is game over. You don't come back from three 0 I was trying. I I couldn't be asked really, frankly, to do the work and find out how many times we've come back from a three nil deficit. Of course, the famous one is the Sheffield Wednesday, isn't it, in nineteen eighty five? The three nil down, four three up. Big Doug Ruby fucked it up. But, I mean, basically, 3-0 down, it's game over. Why the hell didn't Potter do something to change it at 2-0? Because it was so obvious what was wrong. I mean, the, the, the whole, we'll talk about this probably all through the show. It was the wing-backs, you know, that, that didn't do any tracking back, leaving huge space for Brighton to exploit, which I think that third goal illustrated beautifully. Well, the third goal uh, arose because Sterling, who had an absolutely hopeless game, um, uh, revealed that he can't actually beat anybody, but just run straight at. He couldn't beat an egg, mate. He couldn't. It was like watching, um, uh, um, what's his name, S.W. Um, uh, um, Sean Wright Phillips. Wright Phillips. Sean Wright Phillips. Mark two. Kick the ball ahead of yourself and just run after it. But he, he lost the ball at the edge of the penalty area, and um, it actually makes you realise how. He probably wouldn't be playing that way under Tuchel because Tuchel is, was so um, aware of any counterattacks taking place that you just you, you didn't have anything to do with the counterattack. That was his the bane of his existence as Chelsea manager. So that's why the ball kept ending up uh, to the left and the right, and the, and the default was to pass it. And it, because he lost the ball on the edge of the penalty area, boom, 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 exploiting the space, and they score. Um, and they use the same move every time, which is apparently they play the ball. Um, sideways slightly back and then uh the winger had gone down into the open space of which there was a huge huge um um sward of grass available for them um they they belted down there and then uh poor old trevor had been sucked into it so he's running backwards not actually getting to the player or the ball and it's crossed and in this instance he timed his run beautifully finally making them the uh um, the space up that he'd lost and deflected the ball into the net. But I had this terrible thing. I, I, I'm I'm so positive about the team um, um, playing well because they played so well against Salzburg. I thought, despite the two goals, we're going to come back. He'll do something and we'll come back and it'll be 2-2. I was trying to work out. I think we're actually that much better side. We're classy. We've got better players. It's just something wrong with the system. He'll tweak it. And as you say, Chidge, he didn't fucking tweak it at all. Well, until half time and it was game well, over. Indeed, indeed. And so we were faced with the the horror of Cucarella not making a single tackle 
in the 70 minutes that he was on the pitch, however long it was. And also the poor man booed to buggery. I mean, he was player of the year there last year, so I thought that was a bit unfair. However, looking at it from the other point of view, we have been raiding them somewhat. We're now getting their their um, head of, uh, of research, aren't we? Head of stats. Isn't that the idea? We're getting hold of him now. I think we've signed him. We appear to be just going in and cherry picking, which I don't think has gone down very well with Brighton. And so Frankly, I think they can have them all back, mate. Yeah, you well, yes, the way things are going. But um yes, it's 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 tricky, isn't it? Adam Newson wrote a rather um defensive article about saying he was dismayed, you know, because he's got two days off because he's not very well until he goes to the Zagreb game. He was dismayed the amount of flack that Potter's getting, given that he's um uh taken over a team with before pre-season, he hasn't there, none of his players, not having time to work with them. There's been an enormous, he hasn't had any chance really to have anything to do with, with tactics because there's been, there have been two, three games a week and therefore there should be no more sympathy. However, the, the idiocy with which he um, failed to, to change it until the second half was something that at the moment will stay with me and make me feel he's possibly not the manager we need. However, once again, early days. Um, but I thought that was absolutely dreadful. But, well, well, I mean, Jake, Jake, just to pick up on that, because I, I, I mean, I think, you know, I don't like needlessly kicking managers or players for that matter for the sake yeah. of it. But I don't think anybody can have any quibbles about this. This was the wrong selection and the wrong system and more players are being played out of position. And that, that you know, the man responsible for picking the team and the formation that they play is the manager. And but Wayne understand he played the Salts it was the Salzburg's setup. And perhaps he was thinking they played very well. And they did. However Salzburg was, played narrow. Exactly, completely narrow. Complete, but it's his Brighton's his ex team. He was only there about two months ago. Surely he realizes their strengths. That's why we thought that he would be able to deal with anything they threw at us, because he was their manager, knows all their strengths. No. Well, I think what we all hated, because we're all watching there at the, at the ground, well, thinking... What was the, mood, what was the mood like? Oh, despair. It got well, worse. At which stage? Um, it was pretty bad early on, but actually it got worse and worse and worse. There were some poor poor uh, supporters driven to, for fuck's sake, driven to, come on, Blues, come on. Come on, you can do this. Come on. Come on, what's going on? Come on. Also, Sterling getting a lot of flack. Sterling, fucking move, fucking shoot. The bloke next to me, I loved him. He kept saying, shoot, for fuck's sake, fucking out, shoot. And this went on and on and on. It was, fucking, fucking, I'm off, I'm off. I can't fucking stand it, I'm off. And a large number of them all walking out. But in fact, they didn't. I thought it was really canny. They all walked to the end of the row. You know, they'd stayed there a little bit longer. Uh, but, but, uh, but it was, it. It's that's the thing. That's the major problem with all of this is we could all see what was happening. Therefore, if we can see it and we know fuck all and we're just supporters, why didn't he change it? I know he's got difficulty. I know Koulibaly's injured. I know Koulibaly isn't the player we thought he'd be. I know he's got to play Cucurella there. Well, he couldn't. He could have played Chilwell on the left there. He could, could have, have played changed. four at the back, JK. He could have played four at the back, which he did at half time. But why didn't he change it? Because they were they had on top of us every single fucking attack. Then Pulisic and Sterling are just not. It doesn't work. Well, it does work against Salzburg if they're narrow. Didn't work. Yeah. Didn't. I mean, interestingly, Tony, I mean, we we obviously, you know, 
we didn't preview this on Friday, but we did preview the match. But, I mean, I I did say, you know, that I thought he would start 3-4-3 or whatever variation mm. of it because that's how Bright- Brighton play 3-4-2-1 and they, or 3-4-1-2, and they've done it pretty much every game. And I thought it was fascinating that they changed their formation. They They had four at the back. And that's, yeah. that's you know, their fullbacks were basically, yeah. you know, because, you know, this whole idea that he was saying, oh, well, um, you know, if you press their wingbacks, then, then we don't have to defend against that per se, which mm. is kind of his argument. Well, they didn't play with wingbacks, mate. They had no. basically fullbacks attacking you. And that's that's what did for us. Yeah, and I, I, I agree. I, I think I think it's too early to start giving it there. You know, he doesn't know what he's doing and all this sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we, we you know, I, I, I did put out a tweet, I think, that said, you know, for all you people moaning about this, you know, this defeat to Brighton, you know, you should have been at Brentford uh, or the, the Stanford Bridge game versus Brentford last season at Tommy Tuchel, where they fucking ripped us to pieces. Yeah, or Leeds United yeah, this yeah. season, where they, oh, yeah, ripped us to fucking pieces. You or see a similarity. Who beat us with, with room to spare as well? So I mean, it's not a you know. I, I, my point is, it's not a manager thing. It's a fucking player. Well, thing. I don't know. No, no. Hang on, hang on, hang on. I, I agree to a point, but I will stand by what I said. The manager picks the team, the players, and he picks the formation and he picks the positions that yeah. the players play in. That is on him. However, and I wrote this down. I, I was quite, uh, you know. I wrote a lot of notes, which is never a good sign. <laughs> I can tell you, if I'm writing lots of notes, you know it's all going tits up. I said, in amidst, this is in the first half, must have been just after the third goal winner. In the midst of all the chaos, it looks like Chelsea's heads have gone, out thought and out thought. They need to come out in the second half, not feeling sorry for themselves. So I got a whiff of that tone. And I think yeah. just to just to bear up your point, I did a, JK, I did a bit of homework. What the fuck? Yes. Oh. Because Tony's, I know I'll try not to. But this is this Tony's absolutely spot on here. This is not unusual for Chelsea, and it goes back away. I'll go in kind of, uh, you know, from now back if you see what I mean. Uh, so this season, twenty two twenty three, Brighton away four one under Potter, Leeds away three nil under Tuchel. I think that's a similar. That should have never really have happened type of result. Yeah. Twenty one twenty two. Brentford at home, 4-1 under Tuchel. Uh, 20, uh, tw- sorry, that was 21-22. 2021, 5-2 at home from West Brom. Again, under Tuchel. 2019-20, Man United 4-0 away under Frank. And also Sheffield United away, 3-0 under Frank. Mm. Uh, so there's t- it's like averaging two a season, basically. Although you could say Tuchel did one a season, to be fair to him. Um, 2018-19, Bournemouth away 4-0, followed by Man City away 6-0 under Sarri. Yeah. Year before, 17-18, Bournemouth at home 3-1, followed by Watford away 4-1 under Conte. Uh, funnily enough, we won the league uh, the year before that, and guess what? We didn't have any stinkers like that. There's a, there's a, there's a tell, isn't there? Yeah. Year before that, uh, under Mourinho, Southampton at home 3-1, uh, and uh, the season before that, fourteen fifteen, West Brom away three nil. Although that, I think, you will find was the penultimate game of the season. So, every, and quite often Mourinho would put in a stinker for the last game. So yeah. that was kind of I would I, maybe you would discount that one. But pretty much going back as far as fourteen fifteen, we've had one or two stinkers every season where we've been rollocked by a team we should never be rollocked by, and yeah. the players 
disappeared. So I think I think this is not unfamiliar. And I think this is all, you're right. I think this is also about the players and their mentality. And I think it's a lack of leadership. I'm going to, we've said it many times because I think if you can draw anything out of that, you can say that all of those results are coming post check, JT, yes, Drogba, Lampard, the big leaders in the team. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, I, and with all due respect to Thiago Silva, um, the captain's role as the leader on the pitch in virtually every team outside of, of of the UK, if you like, is pretty much an honorary title, usually given to the most senior player, etc. or whatever. It doesn't necessarily mean they're the most suited to it. I looked, I watched the West Ham United, um, well, actually, the West Ham versus United game yesterday. Christ, I put myself up there, didn't I? Bit? Right. And although West Ham lost, right, they were absolutely rallied every single time by Declan Rice. Just absolute leadership oozing out of every pore of his body, shouting at his players, not frightened to get in their faces a bit and, and spur them on. And I think we're missing that. I think we were missing that with Azpilicueta, who they lead in different ways. But for me, captains have always been people like, you know, Tony Adams, John Terry, those sort of players who you'd be scared to go back in the dressing room afterwards, you know, and you certainly wouldn't want to spill their pint. So I think there's a bit of that. I, 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 there's a, there was a mentality there. Look, bearing in mind, I watched it through uh, these dreadful bloody streams and I've had a right old moan about the fact that we can't watch these games legally. Um, but, you know, it, it's just a stupid antiquated rule in this country that someone needs to do something about. But, um, I, I saw a lack of spine, Chich. Mm. Okay, I saw a lack of anything that of the players that you just mentioned. Okay, that, that that in that particular outfit. I mean, Pulisic. I'm sorry, you know, I would spill his pint because I don't think he'd do anything about it. Yeah, he'd call if, you a tripping dog. Totally spilling a pint. He'd test, call you a tripping dog. Pint as well. He'd call you a tripping dog, man. Yeah, he would. Apparently, apparently, I don't know, nobody's talked about this, so maybe it didn't happen. But apparently, Matt Law, this is where the source was, saying that there was a bit of a ruck in the dressing room between Pulisic and uh, and uh, and um, like Potter, and Pulisic called him a tripping dog. I'd love to know, because loads of Yanks listening to this now, please tell me what a tripping dog is. Oh, my God. Love oh. to know. Yeah. <sighs> when Pulisic... You know, I, I remember at the time people saying, we don't worry about losing Hazard because we've bought Pulisic. And me thinking, well, there's, that's some, there's some mighty big claims there, really. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not fit to lace Hazard's boots, no, is he? Let's be fair. Um, but, I mean, look, I, what I will say, I will say, actually, chaps, is that, you know, I do have... God, I'm trying to get comfortable. I do have an element of sympathy, uh, actually, with both Sterling and, and Pulisic because they are not wing-backs. Why? Are they being played as wingbacks? It's fucking bonkers. Now, this is kind of leads into my point I was going to make both about Sterling and Cucurella, victims or villains. Now, having said what I've said about Sterling, um, I think it was Nizar who came up with this very interesting stat. Sterling had a 50% pass completion against Brighton, 
um, mitigating circumstances that many are in the final third, but illustrates how he is struggling lately. He's also had the fewest touches out of the starting outfield players and almost no defensive actions. Sterling has also lost possession more than any other player on the pitch today, despite completing only 63 minutes. Um, yes. My point, he kept losing it. But no, I, I think your your defence of them is... Um, uh, no, I def- is... I, well, the only thing I'm prepared to defend... Right. Hang on. The only thing I'm yeah. prepared to defend is that they're both being played out of position, and that's nonsense. No, but, yeah, but, but you can't but defend. It... You can't defend that. Those no, no, stats. No, no, I know, but I, I, as defenders, they're not very good. Yes. However, they're not very good as attackers at the well, moment. Well, that's what I'm saying. You can't defend those stats. They... No, no, but that's exactly the point. Yeah. Being that it's no good. He, what he's saying is that you don't need to have them as as defenders because they're doing their attack thing and preventing the. The, uh, the full-backs from coming forwards because they're so good at attacking. But if they're hardly touching the ball or when they get the ball, they lose it and give it away as attackers, which is essentially just being wingers, which is all they're doing, which they're up front they're being wingers, which is what they do anyway. They're not good enough. Sterling has so far got worse and worse and worse. And Pulisic, bless his bo- bottom dollar, that volley that he missed with the open goal was absolutely horrendous. I mean, you know, it was afterwards. It um, uh, after Connor's shot had been palmed out, he just had to place it to the back of the net. He's in front of the goal and he misses. The, it's not good enough. No, I agree. That's I agree the with, with the players. They're not good enough. Yeah. It's no well, good that's... saying saying. Well, it's the setup. It's the manager. That's that's a player being shite. Yeah. Do you so, remember? And it isn't that long ago, really. The 2016 Euros, England under Rodgson went to, uh, you know, went to where it was in France, wasn't it? I think, yeah. Um, and we were so diabolical. That Raheem was the that was the Sterling, Iceland tournament, wasn't it? When we got, yes, yeah. Raheem Sterling was appalling, appalling from every single second on the pitch, and that's what we looks to me like we've bought that Raheem Sterling. Just Not the one that was full of confidence for a couple of seasons at Liverpool. Yeah, just just I've got to ask. The question is, you know, we bought a player that Pep Guardiola suddenly well, thought isn't good enough for them anymore. I think you have a point there, and he was struggling to get into City side last year. Uh, just to go back to JK's point, he's spot on. You see, never ever doubt the man. You know, never doubt him. The statistics on this are fascinating, JK, because actually, what you're really saying is, you know, the attack were pants again, and and you know, you, you the statistics bear this out. Brighton, 19 goal attempts, Chelsea 15. Brighton, nine shots on goal, Chelsea seven. Seven shots off goal for Brighton, five off shot, uh, shots off goal for Chelsea, three block shots per side. Yet Brighton scored four goals and we scored one. And yet, you know, in terms of attempts on goal, it's roughly the same. So it's the same old story there again. The fin- I mean, I know there were some good saves. I mean, that... That header from uh, Connor, I thought, was a superb effort. Yeah, well, Connor uh, was great, by the yeah. way. Connor was the, was the one bright yeah. spark in it. Great, exactly that. The one bright spark. It was great. Had a really good save, and you know you can't you can't legislate for that. But I think you can. We can put up a good argument here that, uh, as ever with Chelsea, we 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 wasted our chances. You know. So, yeah. listen, just a, a note on Cucurella, chaps. Um, I didn't realise this, but the the lovely CFC Central, who who does a lot of, I think he's uh, from India, but he does a lot of work with London is Blue, and he wrote a very interesting tweet that I didn't know. But apparently, Cucurella's had tonsillitis and has been struggling a wee bit. Um, I I personally don't think he's a a left centre back. Um, I think he's a left wing back or a left back. So there's an element of sympathy there that he's having to play for the team because, of course, 
the defence that was picked for a three is the defence that's available for a three. But he's, mm. you know, he's not up to it in that position. He really isn't. But then again, for me, that goes back to Potter. Play a flaming back four. Because you always end up playing it every fucking match for the last few weeks. But did you know you know what happened? He was he his head was huge after the Salzburg game. That's what happened. And he thought that looked pretty good. I'll try and play the same way. And it all that took over the whole of his judgment. And it was absolutely stupid mm. because it's a different side. It's the Premier League who press madly in a way. I mean, you've got to hand it to them. Yes. They, 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 you know, they pressed like madmen, as yeah. did Leeds. I found it very similar to the Leeds, yeah. Leeds game. They pressed on top of us in the very beginning. And that, so when all of that was going on and, and Silva was giving the ball away and then heading it off the line all the time of kicking off, brilliant, which was brilliant. And then, of course, the third one he gave away, you thought, oh, God. I, I just thought he'll change it. They must get out of this. Or will they get out of this? Because they're not coping at all with the press. They didn't cope with Brentford's press last year, the same bunch of players. They don't cope with the press that is absolutely on top of them. They hmm. and think they should deal with that all the time because Salzburg didn't press like that. But didn't we, when we started under Potter, not the the first game, I think, but in the subsequent games or whatever, the one thing I noticed was that we were doing the pressing them. Yeah, we pressed the opposition, so yeah. they players would have suddenly two of ours on them instead yeah. of this sitting back, you know, and, and and you know being lovely, beautifully spatially bloody placed across the pitch we would be on them hounding harrowing and, and and we played that much better for it which is a hallmark of kind of brighton's game for the last few years and brentford's game and 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 many other teams and it seems to work quite well i mean it must be exhausting of course you know if, if you're a player to you there's no what it was it Mourinho called it time off the ball or something he called it um he had a phrase didn't he Mourinho, for um something off the ball someone will come up and tell me what it is um but i, I just what i saw um of, of it was you know that i i'm not defending potter's selection or tactics he did get that wrong all coaches will get things wrong from time to time badly wrong okay but there were 11 players out on that pitch and if they didn't expect that from brighton well, considering okay. considering you know we knew that they'd be motivated because Potter was exactly. coming back. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what did they think they were going to walk out and Brighton would go all right? Yeah. Well, they were so clearly play. off the pace and second to yeah. the ball all the time. Brighton wanted it more, and and yeah. and I, I mean, apart, yeah, I think you're right, Tone. I mean, they, you know, it's, it wasn't just Deserby uh, got his tactics spot on and they exploited it our weaknesses brilliantly, but the players were well up for it. You know, and if you if if you got if you I mean we've all played football. If you're playing against a team who want it more than you, you you can get overwhelmed pretty quickly. You know, and that's yeah. that's what happened. You don't want to see it in the professional game, but it does happen. Right, I'm going to move on, boys, because uh, there's lots more to talk about. Um, quick couple of plugs here. Um, obviously CFC UK. I got my copy this week. It's down here somewhere. Yeah, that's down there. Uh, kind of. Obviously, I've read mine first, as I always do, but I will get to the others uh, later. So anyway, if you want a copy of CFC UK fanzine, you just go to the uh, CFC UK stall, which is uh, opposite the Fulham Broadway exit from the Tube. Uh, if you can't make it to the school stall, do not worry. You can actually subscribe to it annually uh, by emailing fanzine at cfcuk.net and uh, to get a proper copy of said fanzine it'll cost you 18 quid for a year in the uk 40 quid in europe 56 in the rest of the world uh, 
But if you don't have to get it a hard copy, if you don't want one, you can get it emailed to you uh, as a PDF, and that will cost you six pounds for a year, or one pound each, and uh, you can pay via PayPal. And as I said, the email address is fanzine at cfcuk.net. Now there is another Chelsea fanzine which we should give a royal plug to because it's uh, done by uh, one of our one of our one of our mob, actually, the lovely Dean Mears has uh, has produced or is producing a new fanzine on the Chelsea women's team. Uh, and it's a compliment to his excellent Went to Mo King's Meadow podcast. And it features writers, well, the first issue features writers such as Dean, Dane, uh, Clayton from this parish, and Rebecca Grasby, Harry Edwards, Sophie Spittle, Grace Cooper, Rianne Hoskins, and uh, at them Manual Faith as well. He's done one. Uh, and it's called King's Meadow Chronicle. And it's a, a it's a fancy Chelsea fanzine dedicated entirely to the women's team done by our mate Dean. Now, that is available as a PDF for £1. Or for those in the UK, you can get a physical copy for £2 plus postage and packing. And uh, if you want to get that, then head over to kingsmeadowchronicle.bigcartel.com. Uh, I commend it to you, as they say. Now, we'll be back for part two in a second. Chidge. JK, in all the years you've been following Chelsea, you hardly ever miss a match, home or away. But how would you feel if you couldn't be there and it's not on TV? Oh, Chidge, I'd be bereft, inconsolable. The thought of missing my beloved Blue Boys live. (laughs) It's all too much. (laughs) I know, JK, I know. It's all a bit too much, isn't it? Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> well, panic not. NordVPN have come to the rescue. They have? Yep. NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. They do? Yeah, they do. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match, and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. Oh, wow. Great. Ah, but yeah, I bet that'll cost me a fortune. Actually, JK, it's only the price of a cup of coffee per month, and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain, JK, and best of all, no more tears for you. Oh, thank you, thank you, NordVPN. I'm so happy, I could cry. (laughs) Where do I sign up, Jidge? Well, to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18+, plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Fans, real I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to Chidge and the Boys on the Chelsea Football Fancast. Total nutters and proper Chelsea. Welcome back. This is the Chelsea Fancast. I am, of course, Stanford Chidge, and I am joined by the lovely Jonathan Kidd. Hello, everybody. And uh, the equally lovely and well-coiffured 
Tony Glover. Hey, hey, I like that. He yes, likes that. He much. likes yes. that. There Good evening. Go. Okay, first question, part two. Um, do you think, I think I know what the answer to this is going to be, having heard JK rant about it a minute ago, but <laughs> do you think, Tony, that Potter is too clever by half tactically? Yes. Okay, next question. <laughs> you know what? And I think it's 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 not that different to Tuchel in the sense that sometimes I think him and some of these top coaches overthink things sometimes, you know? Um, and, and I think they try to do too much on the tactics and not enough on the motivation and the, and the, the kind of, you know, this is what we're going to do, lads, or whatever. Um, and, um, yeah, I agree. I think he... He, of all people, should have known probably better what Brighton would be like. Not from a tactical point of view, because he's a different manager, can play a different system. He's got no more insight into that than he has on any other manager with the week of, of a team that we're playing. But um, I do think, you know, he could have, he could and should have had that team prepared for a backlash, right? For that whole press mentality, that whole, they're going to be in your faces, they're going to be really at you, the crowd are going to be absolutely hurling abuse at, at, at the likes of Cucurella and, and, and possibly even just our players because we're Chelsea or whatever. Um, and that was a key bit that looked to me that was missing. Um, and I think, you know, Potter's, you know, there was a touch of Mr. Nice Guy about him, isn't there? Let's be fair. Um, and there was when he was at Brighton. And I think he needs a bit more of a, what I would call a Fergie streak, I think. Um, but the tactical stuff, you know, have we got ourselves another tinker, man? I hope to God we haven't, because, you know, I, our recent best season, let's take the Porto Champions League out of it. Our recent best season, 2017, under Antonio Conte, what, did he make six or seven changes all season? Was it something like that? It was, wasn't it? We, we pretty much knew the starting eleven. We pretty much knew that they'd be there unless there was an injury. And we won the league, right? And that kind of stability, that kind of forged team unit was there. And I think if you start to operate, and I, oh, honestly, Potter isn't the only one guilty of this. Tuchel was, Frank was was guilty of it um, to a degree. Conti was less so, I think. But Sarri, this fucking mentality of square pegs in round holes, it drives me fucking bananas, it does. You buy a player to do a certain job, and then you say to him, I'll tell you what, I want you to do that over there. Go on, JK. Sorry, sorry, I wasn't... Chidge normally acknowledges me, but he's... No, I'm sorry, I was reading some of the comments yeah. on, on, on Mixler. He's not interested in the show. He's the, I, he's oh, well, fuck off, you miserable fucker. I was actually... I was actually... I was so actually re reading something I was else reading the Mixler, yeah. the Mixler yeah. comments because they've been fascinating. Fantastic. But I won't okay. read out the ones that were saying that you're no, brilliant have, and that, that you're right. Them. I'll just let's ignore that. Let's have them. No. <laughs> I'll tell you what, Tony, I will. I will. Tony, no, I will. Tony, forgive me. I'm sorry. I was waving particularly not to interrupt you. I'm so sorry. I normally just put a finger up because Chit was ignoring me because uh, I wanted to make a couple of points to what you were saying earlier on. Uh, right. um, so I do apologise. Um, uh, I, I don't. I, I think the thing to do to talk about the Tinker Man is what I have to remember about, about um, Ranieri was that uh, he there was no rhyme or reason about his changes. He just woke up in the morning and thought, um, I know... Um, <laughs> Hasselbank's the best player. I won't play him this week. Yeah. Um, nothing to do with anything. It was just because he was a complete arse. You know, yeah. that, there's the difference. Whereas um, uh, I, I think I think 
he underthought this whole game. I rather oh, than over it. Yeah. I think he never occurred to him that he would get an absolutely dreadful response. It never occurred to him that he would be booed that way. It never occurred really? to him that Cucurella would be booed. Player of the year, they loved him. Never occurred. And I think, and also, I think he thought naively, uh, I'll just, I'll, I'll play the play that the team that played against Salzburg. And, right. and I don't think he's actually, um, I don't think it's he's playing players out of position because he's tinkering. He's playing players out of position because the club underbought. There is nobody to replace Rhys James. We wouldn't be having any of these conversations right. if Rhys James was playing right back because um, we're still OK, because Rhys James is world class and would run it. And they would the opposition would set up completely differently. The very fact that he's having to play people out of position is because there aren't enough players to go around because Fafana got injured and because Koulibaly not only is injured, he's not the player they thought they'd bought. And uh, and as a consequence, they're having to put round, um, square play, pegs in round holds because they've got no alternative. But he, he well, they have. They could play four, Chidge. You're absolutely right. There's the alternative. But he's still keen on playing yeah, the, but the wing. Just to butt in there, and then, by the way, I'm going to yeah. ignore you both and read Mixler much more often because you, you suddenly turn into these absolute like genius pundits. I don't know what's happened to you both. It's like, fuck. I should I should go I should, I was going to say I should go home but I'm already here because I'm not needed. I mean it's just I'm pointless here. Anyway, what was I going to say? Yes, the back four. Why doesn't he play a back four? Well, because he's he's it, again, it's it, it it kind of absolutely seg segues into the excellent point that you're making JK, which is we don't have enough players in a in a sense because it's a protective move. It's because you know uh, Silver is a brilliant defender in a back three. But he worries about his lack of pace and his ageing legs in a back four. So it's, a, it's the whole Jorginho argument again. Why did we play wing backs? Well, essentially, it was to protect, um, protect Jorginho. Uh, and also, you know, an ageing silver, it has to be said. So that's why he doesn't play back four. But here's an interesting point. He didn't play Jorginho uh, on, on Saturday. And I thought that that was quite strange because... You know, mm. it le it really did leave us completely bereft in midfield because we had a midfield that were just wanting to bomb forward all the time. Yeah. Apart from apart from when when Loftus Cheek, I mean, they highlighted this on Match of the Day brilliantly, by the way. Um, you know, when when Brighton were pinging, you know, quite long balls down to the left or the right flank, you suddenly saw into shot herring Ruben Loftus Cheek as fast as he could possibly travel, trying to cover the space that had been left because Pulisic wasn't coming back. Absolutely. You know. So anyway, I was amazed that, you know, I would have thought Jorginho actually would have done a much better job just sitting in front of the back three. But it, it, ultimately it was a dog's dinner, wasn't it? It because was. none of the players played up An to Omni their, shambles, to, JK. To it, was, it, was a, it, was a, it was a shit show. It yeah. was just, no, but my, my fear, Tony, is, is, is that he will, he, we, it's this thing, we all spotted what he needed to do and he didn't, he didn't do it. That I can't but, understand. Two nil, we were still in it. If he'd changed it, as as was shown by Havertz's goal, it was that simple. They're not that good. They just I, I, pressed and they played a certain way. Yeah, I think. I mean, you know, what we're seeing, and it's look, Potter. I'm pretty sure has gone away from that pretty bruised. Um, and that's you know, those are the occasions we've said it before when you learn the most about your players and yourself and and and, and everything like that. Um, I still maintain that, you know, eight weeks into the job, it's miles too early to start saying he's not up for it. I mean, fuck me. No, no. Right. You know, Klopp managed Mainz 
or however you pronounce it, then went to Dortmund, which if you're being kind to Dortmund, that's the equivalent of where we are, second or third, you know, vying for the top spot while Bayern run away every season, right? He was marginally successful there and then goes to Liverpool and has a couple of good seasons and now they're falling on their ass, but no one's shouting Klopp out. And so people go, he's not experienced, but he's been fucking managing Brighton for fuck knows how many years. Three years, is it now, in the Premiership? That's like saying Eddie Howe wasn't experienced enough for Newcastle. It's bollocks. That's a bollocks. They've played in the Premiership. They've managed in the Premiership. They know the Premiership as much as anybody else. They know as much about the Premiership. They know more than the guy that's come in and taken over from Potter at Brighton, right? Because they're fucking managing in it. And I just find it very frustrating that he's 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 going to be bruised, for, like we are. But it's a mark. And I've said it before. It's a mark. Where we are now is due to the complete... And you'll know this, Chich, because it's in my set of tweets or whatever. I think the last one I wear, right? Where we are now is purely a lack of long-term strategy and planning on the part of the previous regime who had a throw money at it, win stuff, uh, disrupt the model. And it's been fucking found out. It's been absolutely found out, right? The last best team we had the team that looked like it was really going to do something, it was Conti's team, right? Was it spectacular? Not particularly. Did it win us a league? Yes. We've not even had a fucking sniff of the league since then. We've not even been fucking close. We had a little run under Tuchel last year for three months until that fell apart at the fucking seems like a cheap suit. And we're nowhere near it again. You know, this year, I think we could struggle for it. Now, we're not going to get anywhere just by saying, well, Potter, fuck off. We're going to go and get Pochettino. Because it's going to make no difference. He's still got the same set of players. We are still saying to people, come in, coach this bunch of players that you've had absolutely no say in, in buying in the past, right? Where some of them have been trophy players. Some have been picked by Marina. Some of them have been picked without any other data behind it. Some of them have been managers' fancies or whatever. Not one coach comes in and gets a fucking chance to either stabilise and build their squad, right? And ditch the people that we've already got. And I think this is I think this is behind Bowley's thinking. I think he's thinking, you know what? Sweep the board clean, because he's done that inside the club. He's absolutely cleared everyone out of the club uh, that was there. Czech, Marina, Buck, the whole fucking lot of them are gone. Anything associated with the previous regime is basically out the door. He's now got rid of Tuchel and he's saying we start now. Now, does that I, I've said it before on this show, and I'm sorry, I know this sounds like a rant, but I've said this before. We Last year and the year before and the year before that, since Conti's second season, have been three or four seasons behind City and Liverpool. We have. And and the stats are there to fucking tell you that, right? We've not really closed the gap on Manchester City in four years, right? Why? Oh, we'll support you for six months. Oh, four, four defeats or whatever in the last six games. Out you go. Bring in somebody else. Train this lot. Coach this lot. And I'm sorry, that model has got to fucking change. And I, 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 do you know what? This is God's honest truth. I was on a steam train in Brecon last week, right, with my grandchildren. Uh, it, was a, it was a grim old day, but it was a lovely old steam train. So it was a lovely day, all right. And this bloke sat in the seats next to me. He had a Chelsea jacket on. Fucking hell. So I said, I've got, I've got not one fucking Chelsea bit of memorabilia on me. Then I remembered I had my cap with my FIFA World Club champions and my other badge on, right? So I put that on. And we started chatting. And he, he's a, he's a season ticket holder. I think he said he, he's in the shed end or whatever. And he said to me the same gut feeling. He said, this is going to take time. This isn't going to be something we can mend overnight. 
you know, even if you've got the richest man in the world, it took City years to get to where they were, build the house for Pep, put that stability in there, have that long-term thinking. We have fucking not had that ever. And I just think we need to be a bit more patient about this. Take this defeat on the chin. Brighton came at us, they were good. We were like rabbits in the fucking headlights or whatever. Um, I think we'll beat Arsenal. I do. You know why? Because I think we'll be burning after that. But I just think it's 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 a we are paying. It's what's the phrase I'm looking for? Here, Chich? Sins of the fathers? Is that something like that? Is that is that yeah, the phrase? That's the one. Yeah. yeah, that's the one. That's what I think. We've had the success, and all this. I agree with that. But you know, that was never a model that was going to be sustainable, ever. I think the rent over problem with your argument is that you're you're slightly dissing the players because the players. Mm are all supposedly top banana. They're all that because we're playing, they're playing for Chelsea because mm. it's a completely elite club. They're all supposed to be absolutely... Well, that, they're clearly not, though, are they? Well, uh, uh, is it that the manager isn't getting the best out of them? This is always the argument. This is always the case. And, and Tuchel slightly disturbed the whole the mixture of all of this by getting hold of a team that he'd never, ever seen before and, and winning the Champions League. But that them. is a cup competition. Uh, I, once again, I know, but we're we're and that's but that is a that's an important point because I think that's the thing we are we are you know what I said in the intro we're more like Chelsea of the nineties now yes because yes. we we can we can beat anybody on our day we can yeah. win a cup but we're not consistently good enough to win a league. Here's a question for you, J.K. How many of the current let's say eleven would get into the eleven that Mourinho no, had? None, 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 absolutely none, none. absolutely none. Wow. Well, doesn't that tell you everything? I think, yeah, I think one or I think you know, I think there would have been a place for Silver, um, Carvalho, and Terry. I don't think so. Well, uh, when we remember when we bought Carvalho, not many of us knew who the hell he was. We went. He he was great from the beginning. Of course, he was. Percy turned out to be one of the best we've ever had. Absolutely wonderful. Yeah, and I think if you look at the likes of under Guido Alamarino, Conor Gallagher wouldn't have got a sniff of of being a ball boy because he just didn't like youngsters or whatever. But I think (laughs) you know there are one or two players. I think a Kovacic might have been his sort of player. You know, someone who looks like an assassin. Well, let's just sort of do it on on qualitative terms, not whether he might like them or not. Qualitatively, do you think? I mean, I, I, I mean, J. Case is absolutely none. I'm, I'm not sure because I only just thought the questions. I haven't really had time to think of an answer. But you know, you, you, you think you, that's true? You well, they're the best ones. It was when you've had a few pints. Well, that's exactly. And I haven't even had a drink. So I got no excuse. Jeremy, Jeremy, possibly you wouldn't play. You yeah. could go Connor instead of Jeremy or, 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 or Yarosich, or even yeah. Yarosich. Funny, the next one I was going to mention. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but when um, Tiago came in, the first Tiago who played, you know. Um, uh, yes. Um, uh, he, he sort of improved, and similarly, Smirtin. I'm not convinced that you, you know, he was in and out. There were a few bum yeah. notes, weren't there, in amongst well, all there of them? Well, there were a couple. There were a couple. Okay, yeah. right. But nonetheless, the kind of the, the, the there are nine of them who were completely um, irreplaceable. Well, Cole, Cole, you know, Reese James. Yeah, Reece, All right. He all would right, certainly yeah. get in, no, but, but he wouldn't get in instead of of Ash. Uh, Ash. Oh, no, Ash was left back, wasn't he? Yeah, but we, yeah. you know, the right backs we had were Paolo Ferreira. Yeah, you get in instead. Or, You're or right. Branner. Yeah, yeah. Well, Br- Branner then just got better and better, though, didn't he? That was but, the trouble. I mean, you're not telling me he's better than I think Reese James is. Reese James is already world class. 
Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. All right. Yeah, look at thinking. Well, I'm just thinking of the current team from Saturday. And of course, Reese doesn't get in. The well, back, that's very he? true. That's very it's, true. But he's I think but, I think there is a good argument to say that. I mean, I agree with Tony, as, I, as I'm sure you do too, JK, that there have been some rather it's been a very bad kind of five, six, seven years, really, in terms of player recruitment. And we all know the reason for that. But I th- and, and as a result, some of the players are just not good enough. Um, and no, that's... But then, then I agree completely. What we talked about is that I now going back to the argument I had before. I've done it every week. In fact, he'll buy pl- yeah. player after player after player because this they cannot have this happening. This does not fit the remit. This is not no. the game plan. The, this is not how the, the you you buy Chelsea and you then attempt to make the marketing a billion a year. They yeah. have to be the top club. They have to be. So I, as I said. Even if they make three bizarre signings in, in January, all of whom are marquee signings, and he deals with it further along, and people get shipped out or whatever, or don't, they'll do. They, they, I actually foresee a, a, a big turnover of players. Yes, you, I do. You cannot have this as they did at Liverpool, as they did at City. Yeah. Yes, I think you're but right. It, but it took about three years to do it. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I think they'll do it sooner. It did. I, I, I don't think, think you can stand it. I don't. You, I don't think they're. As I say, their business plan is anything to do with 4-1 against Brighton. I really kid you not. Yeah. I think they, they will have all gone into a kind of yeah. a I mean, bunker, we, bunker mentality after I that. I would put us where Liverpool were when the... Is it John Henry, I think his name is, is it? Yeah. Uh, I, I would put us where they were when he took over. This kind of team that, you know, everyone sort of like... You know, how, how many years were Liverpool in the wilderness under Julia, under Dalglish, and the you know, various managers came and went... Brendan Rodgers nearly got them close, but it still wasn't quite the thing. Well, Brendan and, and blew I, it, didn't he? He had a chance. Yeah, I think yeah. I think so, Chish. But I think with with Liverpool, you know, there was this patience with the ownership that they were building and getting their strategy, getting their data together, and they knew that Klopp. They were very clever. They got Klopp before. I think was it United probably would have maybe gone in for him. I think, or possibly even us, because I think we may well have been coming to the end of a tether. With we, we must have sacked somebody sooner or later. Yes, and I think that you know, they made their move at the right time. And I think when you look at it, you look, yeah. You know, I mean, we're all reveling in the fact that they're having a crap season, but I, I would take that very much as a blip. I don't think they're going to be shifting Klopp out at any any time soon. But I think that's where we we are, where they were, and it took them time to build and patience and all this. And when it came together, whether they won every day, they, they're possibly unfortunate because they came very good at a time when City were immensely good or whatever. But, you know, if City had been, you know, in, in, in the same with United, Arsenal and us or whatever, Liverpool would have run away with a lot of stuff. In fact, they nearly did, didn't they? The season we were praying, they wouldn't win just about bloody everything, you know, because we it would have been, the country would have been unlivable in or, or whatever. And I just think that's, that's the thing I see. I just see this whole thing with, with Bowley and that, their, their demo is going to be completely different from Roman Abramovich. It's going to be completely different. And I agree with JK. It will be a high turnover of players for two years, I think. OK, but it will be based on far more uh, granular levels of data. Precise than... data. Absolutely. Yes. Listen, chaps, the, chaps, there's, a, there's, a, there's a humongous difference between. I mean, I hear what you're saying, Tone, uh, and you're not wrong. But I, I think there's a massive difference between, you know, Chelsea and where Liverpool and City were, because both Liverpool and City, as you rightly said, had been in the wilderness for years and really yeah. hadn't, hadn't really won anything of note. 
certainly not a league title. Whereas Chelsea have come off the back of, I mean, that you know, the last 20 years, we are the most successful English club, yes. bar none, period. We won the Champions League the season before last. So, yeah. in fact, actually, was it last? It was... Uh, last season wasn't it fucking hell yeah. so you know we you know we are in a very different position i think that and the problem here is that Bowley at all can come in and go year zero but the supporters can't because we remember the last 20 years yeah yeah yeah. so we're yeah. saying hang on a minute we've already got a foundation we've got a foundation of winning trophy year after year after year for 20 years so just go and win the bloody premier league mate don't yeah, fuck and about I, I, and i whilst i agree reality is going to be different of course but supporters need to Grow up. I, think. I mean, how how do you how do you change? I mean, this is this is a really interesting point. You, have you got? Would you say you've got a massive spoiled brat sense of expectation? No, I, I no, I don't. I don't. I, don't, I, I, that I wouldn't. No, I wouldn't put it. I wouldn't. No, I, I wouldn't. No, I wouldn't put it like that. But what I would say this is something I think we really talked about before: is that the club are going to have a problem trying to change that narrative. You know, because it's, I mean, you know, we, we, we said it the, uh, last week, JK, when, you know, we got a bit of stick, didn't we, after the show? Because you, me and Marco were all grumpy. Yeah. Well, yeah. we were grumpy because we hate Man United. And it was just, we, we were pissed off about it because we didn't win, you know. But the reality is, is that I think, you know, when we were talking, I think it was before we went on air, Tony, about this entitlement and maybe it's the kids and all the rest of it. Well, it's not. You can't generalise because there are people of our generation who have become used to winning trophies, have become used to Chelsea being an elite team. So for, for us to be told suddenly after 20 years of unparalleled success, now you've got to be mid-table for a few years until it gets better again, is really hard to stomach. And I think there's going to be a real narrative problem for that. For the club, uh, of course there is. But is it going to be any more of a narrative problem for us than it was for Liverpool? Well, if, only if you United go back to. Were... Yeah, but you've got to go back to nineteen eighty nine, ninety, and ask Liverpool fans what it was like then. Yeah, but you haven't got to go that far back for the last Man United side, have you? You know, it was only when Ferguson left. You know, that's as, yeah. that's that's recent history for them. That's recent history for for Man United. Well, maybe that's know, a more that's... salient point. Maybe we're more, not like Liverpool or City. It's more like United and Arsenal were when their yeah. you know huge amount of success came to an end when Fergie and Wenger went. Yeah, I don't yeah. think he'll settle at all for mid-table. Yeah, but I um, think... in order to 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 do it organically like he wants to, that's that might well happen. It might be forced upon them, but I just think they'll they'll attempt to to. Um... Uh, to short circuit that because it doesn't fit the business plan. Yeah, but this, this is the this no, is the, this, this is the yeah, but there's a disconnect there. You know, yes. football is not yes. fucking played on a spreadsheet. No, it's no, played I, on I, grass with a human I, beings no, who will no, let you, you down. I agree, but in this instance, though, it's it, he, he might say, "Well, we need to do this and plan and get these players in and do this, and we and we need to work slowly because we need to follow the Man City model and get the the other feeder clubs and whatever." But in the meantime, I really don't think that they they are envisaging the club finishing tenth and not being in the Champions League. Mm. I mean, the re- the reality is right. You know, we said it last week. Actually, I thought we had quite a good chat on that. Um, it's it'd be interesting to kind of really have a, a a fairly objective view on how good our players comparative to other sides. I still think we're good enough on paper you know mm. with the players that we've got to be top 4 but it is going to be more difficult because you know as i said last week there are now seven or eight teams who are all equally good enough to get into the top 4 
Yeah. You know, Spurs are better because of Conte. Arsenal have got better because they have been patient and Arteta's done a good job. Newcastle are doing really well under Eddie Howe and have got money. You know, it's a lot harder. And Man United, I think, are on the way back. Ten Hag's doing a good job. So there are many more... T- you know, we, we've, we've got in... We, you know, we squeaked into the top four for the last couple of seasons because we were competing against the likes of Leicester or Wolves for that top four place. Now, suddenly this year, we're competing against teams who, you know, like maybe Liverpool mm. or United or, or Newcastle or Spurs if they slip down. Yeah. It's a lot harder. So it's a really just it's a case of bad timing as well. This is the last... Well, least... I, Go on. I, I still go ahead with my, my, uh, my, my view. But I, they I, can't I, just will it, mate. That's, the, no, that's no, what no, I'm no, saying. I'm not saying will it. I think that they'll, they'll, they'll do some surgery. They'll, I mean, also, Rhys James should be fit. So I think it changed the whole perspective of everything. But... They will definitely buy a backup um, um, wing back for the right hand yes. side. They will, pro- and I reckon they will buy uh, a very, a very, um, a, a marquee signing, or it might even be offering 150 million for Rice then yes. so in, in yeah. January. I really reckon they will have to, they will buy in order to maintain the status for this year to get into. Um, only three games to go till we have the break, and then it's pra- practically January, and we're practically into the rest of the season. Yeah. In which case, if they then buy, you know, whoever they're scouting, they'll be scouting at the moment for who they think would well, fit. They'll be watching the World Cup. Yeah, and indeed they'll be I'll watching. Well, yeah, but, you, but also that, that's always fatal, isn't it? You buy yeah. players, you, they, never, they, they never play as well ever again. But um, but but yeah, that, that'll be it. That'll be a shop window. And they'll buy a creative midfielder. They'll buy. Uh, um, they'll buy the guy from Milan. I reckon the. I keep forgetting. Leao. Leao. They'll buy they'll, somebody like that, and they'll buy uh, a a a, a Reese Jones. A Reese Jones. A Reese James. Um, um, yes, he's a Welsh Welsh winger now. Reese James. Uh, um, cover somebody for covering covering him, and uh, and and they'll be they'll be top players because that is that is plastering over the wound for a short period and i just think they'll do that to get into the champions league that's my that is my view so let me put it around another way i mean how it, how essential then is it to everything because i mean normally in a normal year you you me and uh, and tony would be saying we've got to be in the champions league so if we don't get in the champions league revenue comes down you can't attract decent players that's the argument isn't it no, that's true. so you, you are you saying it is it is is as essential or more essential this year uh, no i just think i don't even think it's necessarily um uh not for the financial point of view i think it's from the marketing point of view i think they have to be prominent within the champions league for the club to maintain its marketing revenue that's my view and i don't think they'll let them fall I think it's okay finishing fourth for the moment. You might just say that's the minimum success required as they build the club up into a similar model to both City and Liverpool. But I, I just don't think finishing below in the Europa League is in that remit at all. Which so nothing's changed really, because that was always Roman's uh, brief, wasn't it? No, I think it. it well, it, it's changed in that they are attempting to use the the Man City sense, and I don't think they'll sell, get rid of the manager either. So things have things haven't have changed. I just think if it's a short fix and it would work in this instance, you, we must admit that not having a backup for Reese James was absolutely ridiculous. Considering he got injured last year, yeah. yes, absolutely, and, and the way he plays because he, he's yeah, a, he's no, a hell for leather player. He doesn't hold no, back. He, Absolutely You're not telling me that Fafana was the substitute because he wasn't. He plays in the back four. So what happened there? 
They must have been planning. Oh, perhaps I tell you what may have happened. Ukraine may have happened. That may be the problem. So it may be that but going back that far is the problem with all of this, with the planning. But nonetheless, we have really come a cropper because we I don't think we'd be having these conversations if Reese no, was still. No, I, I agree with you. But he's our best player, I think. That's that's really yeah, what right, we're saying. Wonderful. He's wonderful. Yeah. You talk about me going about Carvalho being wonderful. Reese is wonderful. No, no. I think it's, he, it's he, the yeah. joy. It's this big thing, the joy of watching players yeah. and, and delighting you and thinking, wow, you're a great player. I'm so fortunate to be able to have you at my club watching you because it's ephemeral. Trust me, you, the older you get and I'm, Getting older and older all the time. You just hey, getting older. Ju- you're getting older just on this show tonight, mate. Okay, I tell no, you. And probably, yeah, so we're all of us together getting older. I know. Is I despair at not having. Um, if it's like we Pat, which we're doing the 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 the, the fifty people watching at the Troubadour. I never um relished him enough. Yeah, and it it's that thing of thinking we have a great player mm. in our midst. We must. And it's like watching Hazard. Hazard was absolutely brilliant. And we and cherished him for seven years. That we we did, good. we did, but we did. But I, I, he left too soon. Yeah, he left. Yeah. It was like Pat. We Pat left. He went to Everton. I hated him for it. I hate great players leaving the club because I want them to keep on delighting us. I love the longevity. Well, I'm still upset about Ray Wilkins going. <laughs> but no, but all these, these they make leave scars on you. They do. If you're, I if cried. You're, I cried, man. If you love the club and you love the continuity and you love the the fact that they 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 use that word that they attempted to use thrilling us since 1905 they're thrilling players that make you think I really enjoy I love watching them because they change change the 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 whole structure of the game in a second they'll change the future of the game the fate of the game with some brilliant moment that's my um, whole whole Eden Hazard thing yeah completely last player that oh, made okay. me get up out of my seat and agree was him. I agree completely, Tony. Absolutely brilliant, brilliant player. And this is actually, to some extent, I would like him to have been brilliant for Madrid just to see, hey, look, what he's still, you know, he's still got it. And the fact he yeah. hasn't got it is, is a big disappointment for me because he was he was so good for us. Yeah. And I don't have a, you know, I don't go, well, I'm pleased because he's played for Madrid. I wanted him to continue playing that way because what a fabulous player he was. Yeah, he was. Definitely. In a sense, he kind of gave it all to us, didn't he? Um, yeah. I mean, you know, it it, it is it is a fascinating I mean, this is the thing. I mean, it's just fascinating to to see the situation that we're in. I have to say, you know, given that Frank Lampard got us into fourth, it'd be pretty crap of Potter not to. But as I said, I think, you know, it, it's a bit myopic to, to always look at things just in those terms because you've got to put everything into context. And, you know, I do, I, I mean, you know, we've, we've already mentioned about the legacy in terms of bad buys and some, and some not, you know, players that are not good enough. You know, it's pretty shit when, you know, two of your new signings in an in an area where we we knew we needed you know cover both get injured Fafana and Koulibaly irrespective of what we think of Koulibaly that's pretty crap for that to happen to lose your best player as well i mean you know we we've had we've had some problematic injuries and i know that can happen to anybody but the reality is it's happened um so you know there is a bit of misfortune there as well i did, did the last thing i would just just to go back on you know, pick out something that we haven't really talked too much about is, and I, I was thinking about this when I was kind of putting this together yesterday and wondering, oh, is this just because I'm an old git that I'm saying this? And the answer to that is n- nearly always yes when the question is asked, isn't it? But I mean, I do wonder about the amount of rotation he's doing because I grew up with, with managers knowing what their best team was. Mm. So, you, you know, unless you can absolutely categorically tell me that 
all 25 players in our squad are equally good, then, you know, even then I don't think rotation works because it doesn't matter how good they are. They like to play together to get a sense of rhythm about what the mm. other's doing. And yeah. I, I can't see that rotating them every week, every game is, is going to help with that. JK, I mean, what do you reckon? Well, I think it's their legs, isn't it? The fact they're playing three, three all the time. It, it, it... But they're used to it. Potter's not. He shouldn't really, should he? Because we've established this, haven't we? That yeah. the, the the best teams keep the same um, keep the same personnel about them. But um, uh, it's all been done via injuries, unfortunately. Um, mm. So uh, also, he's been bloody unfortunate with injuries. That's what I, I do think. That's true. That's a fair yeah. point. Yeah, but he's still trying to. With um, no, that, the, the the team that he played on the Wednesday against Salzburg was a consequence of tactically analysing the opposition and deciding which was the best team. What his fault was, was playing the same team um, and the same formation and not doing anything about it until halftime. And then by then it was too late. So um, uh, he could have played a completely different side against Brighton and he would have hoped, I'm just reiterating what I said before, you'd have hoped he would have done because he knows all the players at Brighton. But somehow, an element of hubris about it, somehow he thought, We've beaten Salzburg with that system. We can do it again against my old club. Forgetting that his old club spent most of the time because they weren't all that good, just running around like Leeds did and pressing and playing one specific way. And also if they're if they're given two huge areas where there are no Chelsea players, you get the ball in there as much as possible. But um, uh, the, the, we were talking about just rotating, weren't we? I don't, I don't think he... I don't think he's actually rotating because there aren't really that many players available because they're so injured. So mm. there's a bit of that money is changing positions mm. and things. I mean, you know, look in in summary, really, of these two parts. I, I also kind of wonder. And I, I mentioned this in the intro, didn't I? That uh, I kind of mentioned it really from the supporters' point of view that it was kind of a bit of a wake up call for us because I think that you know he was nine games unbeaten. We all start sitting there going, oh yeah, this is like the Chelsea we know and love. This will be fine. We'll get in the top four easy. We'll win win a couple of trophies. blah bloody blah I really do think the reality is very different in spite of what you said about Bowley et al maybe rectifying that. But I wonder if actually it's not a bad thing for Potter to have, you know, screwed up, got, yeah. got his ass whooped 4-1 because it might be a bit of a wake-up call for him. Maybe not being as, you know, thinking he's as clever yeah, as he thought I he was. They should have had the wake-up call against Villa. We yeah. were terrible against yeah. Villa. Yeah, we kept out yeah. of it. Got out of jail because Kepper was absolutely abs- and whilst I agree with wonderful. that, wonderful. And 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 Mount scored two two an opportunist goal and then a fabulous free kick. We completely got away with that. Yeah, but whilst I agree with that, winning and getting three points and the kind of euphoria that follows that can often disguise and 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 glaze over that yeah. that, that whole, if you like, the malaise of the performance underneath it. Um, I I I go back to what I said earlier. I think he would have been bruised by by that on Saturday. He certainly didn't interview. Hope so. I would hope same... so, Tony. Yeah, but I think but, he was. But, I think that's... he was possibly you know more upset. I, I actually also think more upset than he should have been by the by the reception he got at Brighton and everything that went on with that. Yeah, and I think that's naive of him. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, absolutely, that is naive. But I think you know that um, when I when I look at it, you know. You, we we've got our asses kicked or else handed to us on a plate, which, as you said, there's always one or two a season. I think even you know apart from maybe that one season under Conte when we won the league, 
although 3 0 half time versus Arsenal might well have been considered a yeah. bit of a caning at the point when Conti said, I've had enough of this and fucking changed everything. Yeah. I, 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 I'm, I'm looking at this and thinking, we're not going to, you know, nothing's going to change this season. I think if we don't make the Champions League, he could arguably, Bowley could arguably look at Arsenal and say, well, you know, then for however many years they've been out of it. Um, and they've had their time. There's a, a model there, and I know people aren't going to want to hear this, but there's a model there where they got Arteta, who'd never managed at that level, was always Pep's assistant or whatever, and they've kind of stuck with him, right? And I know there's a lot of people going, yeah, but watch them blow up. Well, here you go. Here's my argument back to you. Is what if they don't? What if they fucking don't blow up? What if they go on and do a Mourinho and stay at the top of the league from the from the gun to the finish line? Mm. Yeah. And then where's your argument about Arteta? I'll tell you where it is. It's in fucking tatters down the bottom of the fucking stream because it's wrong. And maybe that's the kind of thing that they will be looking at. They'll be looking at it and saying, look, okay, we get this young manager, we'll get him in. It's going to be rough. People need that. Like I said, that guy that I was talking on the train said, this is going to be a painful change. And I think it will be. And yeah, it will be a painful change for a lot of people, um, a lot of younger fans who've known nothing but success. Okay. But I'll tell you what, to them youngsters, I'll say it's nowhere near. It's nowhere near. It's not even in the same fucking ballpark. As 27 years of pain between 1971 and 1997 when we won the FA Cup under Hullet. Yeah, yeah. Right. That's, a, that's, that's a barren period if you want to fucking no, moan. I, I, think, I think that's a good point. But I, I, I'm with you, Tony. I think it is going to be painful. And as I said earlier on, that point I made about, you know, there's a narrative that's been adopted for a long time and it'll be very hard to change that. Um, I have. I don't think that's going to happen. No, well, well we, we don't know. We'll see, won't we? You know. Yeah. Yeah. But I could be completely wrong. You might not buy anybody at and, all. And, you know, all, all none of us have a clue because we, none of us can predict what's going to happen in the future, really. Right. But it is fascinating. I mean, you know... Debating I, it is what what this programme is about. Absolutely right. Think? I mean, look, for, for what it's yeah. worth, I think, I think it's safe to say that we all... I think we all deep down... It's, it's so tough, isn't it? Because it's so hard to, like, get your mind out of the fact that Chelsea win... I mean, Adam nails it, didn't doesn't he? And he, I don't, I don't know if he's released the piece yet, but I saw his tweet: chaos and trophies. It, it's true, you know. We've got used to this whole mantra. Well, we're always chaotic because we've always been chaotic. We were chaotic before mm-hmm. the recent chaos. The only difference then was we didn't win trophies; we were just chaotic. Now we're chaotic and we win trophies. So it's really hard to get out of that mindset, and you know. And as I said, it's really hard, I think, or it will be hard to try and convince people, even us, in a sense. That well, actually, no. We're going to do it differently. We're going to do it organically, and that means we might have to have a bit of pain for a season or three, and then yeah. then you'll win everything. It's 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 like the marshmallow test, which I use in 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 psychotherapy a lot. You know, do you know the marshmallow test? Uh, okay, so you you do this to kids. It's all about teaching them uh, how how to how to defer their gratification. So you say, okay, I've got two marshmallows. Okay. You can have one now, but you can't have another one later, or you can have none now and both later. What do you choose? Well, most kids, they have no concept of later, so they'll have, oh, well, I'll have one now. Yeah. Because they, they think, well, I might not get another one at all ever, so I have to have it now. And this, well, this is kind of like the footballing equivalent, perhaps. I'm still like that now. <laughs> so there you go. Both Tony and JK have still got the minds of five-year-olds. Who knew? 
<laughs> Who knew? Well, I have to confess, I'm the same. You know, think, deferring one's gratification think, is not easy, and that's what we're no, going to have to do. It's the marshmallow yeah, test for football. Exactly, and I, but I and I think J.K. made a very important point about the debating aspect of what we've done here tonight. Okay, um, because there's a chap I've never met him um, in Mixler and tonight, Paul Crowder. I absolutely love the guy. We, we have great conversations. And Paul's on Twitter. top man. Been on the show, Tony. Been on the show several times. Has he? Oh yeah. In He's LA, lovely. I did a show with him out in LA. Really, blimey. Uh-huh. He's such a lovely bloke. He, he helped me out on Saturday with um with with some, shall we say, uh, broadcasting Underwear. advice. Underwear? Sorry, oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, because I couldn't get the fucking game to work properly. Obviously, <laughs> streams or whatever. So, uh, and you can come at me if you want Premier League, but it's your fucking fault people are illegally streaming, so fuck off. Um, I watched but, it on Twitter. Um, yeah, uh, but, and Paul and I, it appears I've got completely opposing ideas about Potter and that's fine because I know we be, could be sitting in a pub and discussing it and agreeing to disagree if you like and that's part of the joy of doing this program is to say actually yeah we, 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 we are talking about some painful concepts for people yeah but trying to put it over in a way that says you know what it you know it, it may need to happen and we mm. won't be the only club that goes through you could look at Barcelona and say what a fucking basket case they are at the moment mm. yeah their fans have been used to rampant success and now they're getting beaten by you know just about anybody that comes along um you know what they ignominiously ignominiously what is the word Close. Jonathan? <laughs> yes they, they haven't they finished bottom of their table in the champions league yeah, yeah. not even going into the europa. no they are that i'm sure they're in the europa because there was that hilarious right. meme from last week that Five of the uh, European Super League clubs are playing in the Europa League. Wah, 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 wah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So there you anyway, go. that's my point. I yeah, think, well, it's know. a good point. It's a really good point. I mean, I, 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 you know, I'm, I'm, we have no control over it at the end of the day. So if they're going to go organic and if they're going to try and build something, then, you know, I'm along for the ride. But it, it, I'm just recognising that it's going to be tough even for us lot to accept a few, you know, a fallow period when it, when it's, when it's just been so successful recently. And the other thing is, I do genuinely think, unless we're so structurally fucked by what happened before, but I genuinely believe that we're starting from a much better base than than, than we would be if we were a team, you know, that suddenly has got a rich owner having had, like we were in 2003, I suppose. That's, yeah. that's, that's the yeah. best equivalent. Because we're not a team, we're not that team from 2003. We are the most successful team in English football for the last 20 years. That's surely got to be a better base to build from than one that hasn't had a lot of success. So having pain and no success for a year or two under those circumstances, I think is quite a hard pill to swallow. Now, I'm going to wrap up with the most sensible thing that anybody has said on this show all night so far. And of course, it would have to be from Tony's great mate, Donal, also known as Midshipman Foley to those uh, from the Chelsea Fancast Parish. But 17 minutes ago, he said... It's a new footballing philosophy where the kit matches the formation, talking about the sesame kit. Saturday, Saturday was open sesame. <laughs> very good indeed. Very, very, very good. Fantastic. Yeah. Very clever. Well done. Brilliant. Can I, I just want to say one more thing about the Brighton game. I felt so, so sorry for Trev Chalabar because his own goal... 99 times out of 100, that would have spun off somewhere else. He was desperately unlucky yeah. not to get that 
and, and, and get the lucky clearance out of that. Interestingly, um, Tony, there was a... And, and the look on his face afterwards, it reminded me of the look on Gary Cahill's face when I think he did something similar. Um, and, you, and, and after that, Gary Cahill just became a monster of, you know, there's no fucking way I'm going to look like an arsehole again ever, you know, in a Chelsea shirt. So I felt really sorry because that looked like it really hurt, really hurt. And 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 good, good. I'm glad it did, but it's still, you know, I was, I, there was a bit of me sitting there thinking, "Oh, Trev, don't, don't worry, mate. Come over here and have a pint with your uncle Tone, but not in a Jimmy Savile way." <laughs> I would hope not. I would hope um, not too. You're just going to have to edit that bit out. I think. No, 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 no. Interestingly, <laughs> they, we had a very similar attack, and it, you could just see the difference between Trev's unfortunate putting the ball in the net when they their defender similarly slid in and it hit him and it hit the goalkeeper and went out for a corner. And you yeah. thought it's based on those little moments that if, it, if we'd scored that, we'd have been right back in it. Well, if 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 if, if Pulisic, you know. that miss he made, you know. Oh, the, Gallagher, that, Gallagher, that save, you know. You see, I, I'm afraid for me that Pulisic miss was just, uh, it's, it's just, uh, it would say the word unforgivable. It, it's utterly inept. You are a striker. You're supposed to be one of the top strikers, top striker in America, supposedly. You have the one chance. It's a volley, got an open goal, and you hit it wide. I'm yeah. sorry. Completely. <clears throat> Fucking useless. Indeed. Now, listen, I'm gonna, we're going to move to part three in a second, but I just think before that, you know, I said a few weeks ago, didn't I, that, you know, it's all right, you know, squeaking results against, you know, t- uh, crap teams, for want of a better word. The real, test, the real tests are yet to come. We've got Arsenal and Newcastle coming up. Those are going to be tough. But actually, I think I said that we're going to learn a lot more about Harry Potter. Sorry, Graham Potter. Um when he's Norman lost, Potter. when he, Norman Potter, when he's lost a game, I'm and he's and he's now he's he's now lost a game. In fact, we had our asses whooped. So now we're going to find out a lot more about him. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see him pick himself up and pick the team up. You know, I think there's a lot to like about Potter actually, and I, I really do. I mean, you know, he had a bad day on on Saturday, but we've all had a few of those. I wouldn't be surprised to see um, him pick himself up. And I and like you, Tony. I wouldn't be surprised to see us beat Arsenal next weekend because it's just mm. kind of dumb, mad shit that Chelsea does. So Absolutely. it would be very yeah. in keeping. So let's see. Now, um, Tony, I think, alluded to it earlier, or Jonathan alluded to it earlier, but we do have, uh, after the Arsenal match next Sunday, an afternoon with Pat Nevin uh, in our little kind of residency at the Troubadour Club, which is in Old Brompton Road. So uh, if you're going to be around after the game, it's horrendously early kickoff at, at midday. Uh, and at half past three... The doors to the Troubadour will open for our event. Uh, and as I said, we've got wee Pat Nevin with us. Uh, and we'll be looking back at the Arsenal game. Uh, we'll be having a live Q&A with Pat. And uh, then you can have a have a chat with Pat afterwards and have a pint with him or get yourself signed, whatever you want. Um, JK and I will be uh, hosting it with Pat, which will be fun. And uh, you can buy tickets. Although I, have to, I say this with hesitation because there are literally only a handful left. So if you want a ticket, you need to get on it right now, really. Uh, 20 quid they are, and you can get them from ticketweb.uk. So there we go. Pat Nevin and us, me and JK, uh, 3.30, Sunday the 6th of November, after the Arsenal game, uh, it should be an absolute cracker. The Kerry one was brilliant the other month. Uh, This one will be equally good, I have no doubt. Now, we will be back after this short break. Real fans, real opinions. 
I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. Proper Chelsea. Footballfancast.com. Welcome back to the Chelsea Fancast. I am Stanford Chidge, and I have the uh, inimitable Jonathan Kidd. Hello. And the unique Tony Glover. Oh, good evening. If you're wondering why I'm picking my elbows, because... Yeah, why are you picking I'm, your elbows? I made a fantastic save tonight playing walking oh. football. I was in goal. Are you allowed to dive playing walking football? No, well, um, it, it, it is a parky floor. Is that, are they still called parky floor? Parquet. Um, uh, or, you know, that kind of hard surface in, in, the, in the sports hall. Um, and I did make a rather, I think, excellent save. But it was at the cost of a scuffed and friction. Oh, you, should wear, you should wear a, you know, um, you know, like a sleeve. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You wouldn't think the game would be played at a pace where I would need to worry about. Well, I, I'm, I'm, I'm quite astonished to be honest, mate. Yes. Um, right. You know where we start. We're going to do the uh, Chelsea versus Dinamo Zagreb uh, preview now, and of course, we always start with my completely pointless team selection. Now, I love this bit. I, I love it. I know you do. I know you do. Well, I tell you what, I was right about one thing on Saturday that we started with three at the back and we ended up with four. Yeah. Interestingly enough, the right back was Reese James. Uh, not Reese James. It was uh, uh, Loftus Cheek, wasn't it? Silence. I couldn't work out. Well, I couldn't. I work think out. it was. I think Cheek went well, to he, right he back. Was, you're, you're right. He was there because I was thinking how completely wasted he was there, and also how he wasn't very good. Well, he, you know, he's the ultimate utility player. I kind of feel for him. But anyway, enough of poor that. Boy. The poor boy. Yeah. For goodness. He's sake. so desperate to succeed at Chelsea. He'll do anything, and you kind of yeah. got to love him for that in a way. Right. This yeah. is my team selection for Dinamo Zagreb, and it's 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 made on the basis that Potter being Potter. And we'll still, and I don't, I, I mean, there are, you could say he hasn't got much choice in a way for this game, or maybe that it matters, but I think he'll go three at the back again. However, um, I do think that he, you know, it being that we've already qualified and guaranteed to finish top, this is a bit of a free hit, isn't it? So I think he might, if, 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 we, if we think that he's worried about the number of games that players are making and we've got quite a few injuries, I think he might use it as an opportunity to rest as many as he can. So I think this is what he will go for as a consequence. Mondi in goal because I think Kepper will he'll he'll be I think he may be fit but I think he will probably uh, rest him anyway. <clears throat> um, back three just to keep J.K. happy of Cucurella. <laughs> yeah, Cucurella. I said it. Uh, Chaloba in the middle and Aspie on the right. So he'll play three at the back. But you know, Silver has got to have a rest. I'm not sure Kulubali. I mean, he may play Koulibaly there. Is he, but... is he fit yet? Koulibaly? No, he's still injured. But, still injured. Yeah, but he said he might. He said he was. He was not. He wouldn't. He wasn't fit enough for Saturday, but he might be for for Wednesday. Oh, right. So, oh, okay. You know, you might get you might get Koulibaly he, in there. Much, he's a much bigger unit than I, I thought ever. Yeah. Well, anyway, so on, I wouldn't spill his pint. Cucurella, Chaloba, Aspilicueta, four in midfield. So yes, he's going to play wing backs. Chilwell, he didn't play much on Sun on Saturday, so I think he'll start. Uh, so Chilwell on the left, uh, Jorginho, and quite possibly Chukwemeka. Because if he's resting players, Kovacic, we know he's got a dodgy knee, so he'll get a rest. Uh, and the reason, you know, he, you know, he would quite often put Loftus Cheek there, but I think he's, I think he may, he may put Loftus Cheek out as the right wing back, because I don't think he can ever, 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 ever be allowed to put Pulisic or, Ster- or Sterling as wing backs ever a fucking again, mate. So there we go. Chilwell, Jorginho, Chukawakamakamakamakamak and Loftus-Cheek. 
And then two, and so, so basically three, four, two, one. So the two behind the striker, Pulisic on the left, which I'd be very happy about. Gallagher on the right, because I think he'll rest Mount, because Mount gets to play lots. Gallagher's bloody good at the moment. And uh, Broyer up front, because Broyer, you know, again, we'll probably get a run out to give anybody else like Havertz and uh, Aubameyang a rest. What say you, JK? I think he'll play the boy Hutchinson. Amari? Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, Where will he play him? Uh, right wing back. <laughs> um, uh, I don't know. I think he'll get on. I think he'll get on in the game. I think has he, has he had any subs? Uh, you know, has he been on the bench at all? He was on the bench at the week- was weekend. Mm. Was he? Yep, he was. He was most he? certainly was. Yep. Was he? Yes, you can say that again, but I keep saying yep. He was. Um, he was. Yeah, you're just checking. You were saying was I, he well, was. Well, no, because I, I, I didn't. I didn't print this that. out every week and don't fucking look at it. Uh, Zakaria was on the bench. and uh, no, I think Zakaria might play as well. And thank you, Mr. JK, because I had a feeling that yeah. I was going to say so something. Where, so remind me, where does Hutchinson play? Where's he, he best? He's a, he's a winger. Is he? Aye. So he might play him as a wing back. Yes, exactly. Well, except the trouble is he, he might not be the wing back because he won't probably remember to come back. So in which case he'll just be a winger, in which case he might play four. But you see, the trouble is, Chich, is that I, he's also very well saying, well, I think Potter may have well, he learned from that last experience. We might discover that he plays the same pattern that he played the other day. We well, How do we know? We don't know yet. He might not learn. He might just think, oh, that was, you know, I, I, it, it didn't play very well. It didn't work, but I'm still happy to try and pursue that. But alternatively, they can't play a, a completely weak side, can they? They'll get fined. They'll be deducted points, I think. So they have to play something that's, um, that's. Uh, I mean, Zagreb, having said that, they can't actually, uh, can't. Um, well, no, they can. They can qualify for Europa if uh, if Milan beat Salzburg. Yeah, of course they can. So, um, so in actual fact, it's uh, they they can't play a completely weakened team. But you could you could argue that they're all first teamers like that so you sprinkle them with the odd reserve um but i think yeah i think um, he'll play chalabar and as he hasn't got much much choice has he this is the trouble if kulabali's fit he'll play them instead of play him instead of cucarella we might then find that cucarella plays left wing back instead of chilwell yeah because he really does like cucarella despite cucarella's um uh no tackles at all i'm sorry but chilwell shits on cucarella as a player Oh, absolutely. absolutely, completely agree with you. I, I'm, I think he he fancies Cucurella, though. I don't mean in a sexual sense, obviously, but I think he uh, he likes him, um, and he because he, he keeps saying he's a good player. You know, he yeah. just didn't work for him. Um, but also, I, I, the kind of thing is, we know that he played marvelously for Brighton last year, Cucurella, and I think he will come good. It's just yeah. at the moment, it's just not happening. Well, he has lost. He does. He he lost five kilos apparently. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because of his tonsillitis, so yeah. there's an element of sympathy. For but it also shows you how how completely stuck we are for players at the yeah, moment. I know. I um, know. But yeah, I think you'll play Chukamika. You're you're right, and. Uh, uh, and probably Jorginho, you're right. I just Pulisic. I, I'm I'm beginning to run out of sympathy for. Okay, uh, let me put it another way: Pulisic no. or Sterling? No, no, but it, indeed, Chidge, exactly, definitely not Sterling. Yeah, exactly. So Pulisic. Hopefully. Would you rather have Zayac playing? Well, he gave Zayac a go, didn't he? I'd rather. Thing? I'd rather we never fucking saw him again. No, but would you believe Zayac actually provided quite a different, this decent pass for a chance we had in the last few minutes? Mm. So. I, I think Zayat should get on. I don't know what the status is of Zayat. Is he away in January? What's happening? The very fact he doesn't seem to have, uh, appear at all other than in, in lost causes. He's usually or... the last sub, isn't he? I mean, yes, that's... 
He yeah. is. Um, but He's no, you, what, what trouble is, we, no doubt about that. He yeah. has, he has. Once again, we want Pulisic to do well, but I, I'm getting, my patience is wearing thin. Mm. You know, how many more chances do you give people? Yes. You miss sodding open goals and you just don't, you, yeah. the ball bobs off you and you get easily dispossessed. No, yeah. you're one of the best players in the world, supposedly. What's going on here? This is one of my big thing about the, the team. Line the with the US in the World Cup. Yes, think, yes, you know. absolutely. Come on. Yeah. What's going on? You've got to raise your game to the level you were bought under. You're supposed to be a top, top player. You oh, cannot play low-level performances like Havertz. Bloody hell, wanders about lots of the time. You think, come on, you are an absolute class act. Yes. Goodness sake, come on. This is the way I feel about it. This is why I don't think, I don't know how he gets the best out of them because they're not doing what they're supposed to be doing for yeah. 75 million quid. Well, I mean, we said this a few weeks ago, didn't we? And, <laughs> we did. I, and, you know, that, no, 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 no. I, I, I don't mean we're being dull because we're repeating ourselves. I think it's a very valid point that I, I don't think Potter knows what we know, which is there are <laughs> players in this squad who will fucking let you down, mate. Yes. Yeah. And the sooner you find out who they are, and we, we could tell you, out. you just have to listen to this show or phone us up. We'll happily tell you who they are. Don't yeah. fucking pick them anymore. Yeah. Am I right? Absolutely. Yeah. And that's why I'm intrigued that I, I do wonder whether I, I was beginning to think that Zakaria was a bit like the lesser spotted Branislav Ivanovic, who we bought in January and we didn't see him. It's more, more like the lesser spotted Saul of that think. season. And I said at the time, to me, he was like a badger, which I'm still convinced badgers are a made up species. Because I've never seen. I saw, a, saw a dead one on the road seen, the other day, so I. Yeah, I've only ever seen these dead animals with a, a white bit of paint down their back. They could be anything, right? So been run over by a by a paint paint yeah. road painter. Yeah, yeah. One, if, if one of them bites me on the arse, I'll categorically believe. You wouldn't want that. You'll get TB, mate. Yeah, right. But I'm saying that I didn't believe in Ivanovic, and then like a revelation, he became a regular and became one of the best players in the team you know and, and you know even as a, a as a heterosexual guy with magnificent buttocks you know that man had you know proper arse you're gonna say you i thought you're gonna say you had magnificent buttocks but no yeah. oh, but i have obviously back, back in the day yeah place, you know yeah you could crack walnuts um, with them exactly <laughs> uh and i th- I, I wonder whether sakaria actually exists so i'd like I've him. seen I the pictures, Potter's... Tony. Not of your buttocks, but no. uh, of uh, Zakaria. Think... There are pictures. I, I, he exists. I like the cut of that team. I do think you Chilwell like that. Will yeah, I think Chilwell will start uh, like you've got there. I'm not convinced about Cucurella. Um I, I think maybe Potter's looked at him now enough times and gone, mate, you ain't doing it. So uh, we need to find something else for you or you need a break. I don't think we'll see Sterling. I do think we'll see Pulisic. Um, but Zakaria is... I'm intrigued by the player because... Potter's got nothing to lose from this game. No, really, he's it's a free got hit. Free hit. Lose, you know, and if if, if you're if you're saying actually, if there it was ever a time to find out about some of the players that you've not put in the front line, this is the game to do it in. This mm. is the game to do it in. Yeah, to find out what they're what they're like. I think Brozier, personally, I think Brozier will probably score a hatful um, because he's a. I like him. He's a marauding. Uh, he's, he's marauding, he's full of attitude and bite. And st- he reminds me of a younger um, Giroud, really, in that kind of elbow, get in people's faces, put himself in the right place. And with experience, I think he'll become another 
Olivier Giroud. So mm. I do, I do think. But I would like to. Zakari is the only player I think we haven't seen this season. He's not had a game, has he? No, no. Right. And and while I like the idea of Amari Hutchinson getting a game as well, I do. Um, I think you know when you look at it, there, there, there is. This is a game, like you said. Is, 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 he in the, is he in the Euro squad? I can't remember, to be oh. honest. Because they have to be in the Euro squad, ah, don't they? Yes. Nice now, to... surely Mr. Meehan will know this one. Yeah, Mark will know that. Let us know, Mark. But uh, there you go. I mean, we could see Ziyech, because we've hardly, we've, we, the lesser spotted Ziyech might make mm-hmm. it. There's a chance yeah. he might make it, which, God help us. But It's, uh... it's interesting. That Bob, uh, yeah, Bob Osby's just put you know, an interesting one into... Whatever about we talk about the players, but you know how much is this midterm World Cup affecting players? Hugely, I think. Yes, Havertz, I think, is uh, Exhibit A. Absolutely. You know. Brilliant. Yeah, thank you. But yeah, uh, it's such a. I mean, that's actually you know without going back over part two, you know that I think that's another mitigation. This is a very very weird season. You know, if you've got a World Cup in the middle of it, I mean, that must play havoc with everything that you're trying to do as a manager. Yeah. So yeah, I have, yeah, yeah. you know, but then it's the same for everybody. I have sympathy for him, but it is the same for everybody. But uh, it can't be easy. Anyway, I'm, I like the fact that you don't think my team's complete nonsense. Um, no doubt Potter will pick something completely different. Um, right. Uh, just a few few stats that I picked out of my lovely flash score uh, thingy that I nick it for the previews for. JK loves this, I know. Right. Failing um, to defeat... Uh, basically, this is appallingly written. I think this was written by a foreigner because it's English, which I've not really... Uh, used to but anyway um they've uh, um I, well, I shall read you i shall read you the sentence and you'll know exactly what i mean jk failing to de- failing to defeat at the weekend for the first time this season in domestic action comma what the fuck is that that's not english falling to defeat isn't it oh it is falling yeah but it's still not english anyway uh, yeah basically uh dinamo lost uh at home <clears throat> or they lost they lost away actually i lie makes it better with falling it does but only slightly very yeah. appalling grammar, really. Um, yeah, they lost in the in the, uh, the the league that they play in, which I think is Croatian league. But um, to Osijek, one uh, nil. They they they've lost. They lost to Milan in the last round, four nil. They got humped by Milan. They drew against Hajduk Split as a name from the past. So they're not in good form. That's for sure. But I like this. This is the one that worries me. Yes. Uh, uh, Yeah, you know what I mean, Tony. A win. This is fate. Yeah, a win. A win would make them the first pot four team ever to take six uh, Champions League points from Chelsea. You can see the headlines now. Yes. Potless outdo Potter. Yes. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. So there you go. So that's that's a worry there. Chelsea have kept a clean sheet in each of their last eight. Champions League home wins. So there you go. But they don't have much to write about because there really isn't. I mean, this is kind of like the definition of a there's nothing a dead rubber, I yes, think is what we're talking true. about, isn't it? It's a yeah. dead rubber. But there you go. They, one, well, I, I, I mean, you know, they, they you know, they, uh, I mean, we were so not on it in the in the away leg, were we? I think, I think the team knew that something was up with Tommy T and they certainly played like it. Um, but there's a, the player that, uh, that we, I remember when we previewed this, before that, and we talked about this Mislav Orsic, who you know scores a lot of goals for them, scores a lot of goals in Europe for them, and he was the one that scored against us, wasn't he? It was a good goal. He was a, he was a handful because he's got a lot of pace. Uh, so yeah, he, he needs to be watched. But I mean, come on, boys, we should we should beat this lot. Whoever we pick, shouldn't we? Come on, it's Chelsea, yes. isn't it? Come on. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. What do you reckon? I think- 
I, I think that JK's you, not you, convinced. That. You're trying <laughs> players that you've got a chance to field some players with points to prove because they either haven't played the games this season or or whatever, um, and and they've not been at the top of your automatic choice or whatever. Um, and I, I I think a home game like this in a dead rubber. I'm only putting my, my mentality would be totally get up there and let's let's smash these out of sight. Let's this let's show that bloke on the sideline over there who's picked us tonight what we can do. Points to prove. I, I just think, you know, I'm bit, I know I'm being optimistic. Um but in light of the Arsenal game coming up on Sunday, I think you know, you you are you you have to preserve your best players for that. Um for those who can't see us, I did the quote marks there when I say best players. Um, but I think, I, 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 look, it would be so typically Chelsea for us to be, for Zagreb to be the first team to, from pot four or ever beat us because, you know, we have a habit of picking up unwanted records. From got a better four. headline. Pot four, yeah. pot four, two, Potter nil. Yeah. Um, but I think, um, no, I, I think we'll be too good for them. Yeah. I think with the home, Albeit a rather, um, probably a, a sparse and midweek crowd, um, with you know the not the regulars, if you like, and people uh, going to the game for the first time, etc., or, or whatever. But I still think it would be too good for them. I really do. I mean, look at looking at their record lately, and, and whatever. I just can't see. Yeah, I mean, and you, you've got five substitutions. You stick five of our best on the bench and you can always rescue it, at, you know, if you're 3-0 down because of two own goals after 34 minutes. Mm. The only way they'll score is on the break because yeah. all they do is play an enormous block. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I, you know. So an early goal is vital because if we score yeah. early, like first 10 minutes, their plan goes right down the toilet and yeah. uh, hopefully we'll see us, you know, pile on a few more. But on the other hand, if and as as I keep hearing on the radio, Graham Souness is, is a joy for this. The defending's the easiest thing in the game to do, he says. And he's kind of right. You know, any fucking yeah. bunch of idiots can put 11 men behind the ball and yeah. frustrate. And there is a danger that that's what they'll do. And, of course, with Orsic up front, they just have to hoof one up there and he'll catch us on the break when we've just left, you know, Cucurella as the last line of defence or something. Particularly, I'm afraid to say, if Mondi is in goal because he still looked shaky when he came on in the second half. I thought he was poor for the fourth goal, JK, because parrying it straight out to the fucking striker is not the one. He did it twice. He was poor with his distribution early on as well. Mm. What are they learning? I don't get this. You're trained to try and learn these things. Um, Well, sometimes you can't teach an old dog new tricks. No, that's true. I think that Potter's got a lot riding on these next two games. I mean, not that I think it will matter in the end up the World Cup, because I think everything will change come the new year, but... uh, I really do think um, we we need to see that he has been influenced by events. Uh, otherwise, if he plays the same kind of setup, then uh, um, we will be asking questions. We certainly will. I mean, it'd be interesting to see if he does actually play a back four. I think the fact that he's got to rest the likes of Silver, well, maybe that. I mean, I just don't think he has enough. Well, I mean, he does really. So you know, Kulabali's back. It makes it you know. Yeah, just... if Kulabali's back. I, I would be tempted to play a back four and have Koulibaly and Chaloba as your centre-backs. Yeah. You know, Aspie can play right back. He's still got the legs for that. Um, well, he'd certainly have the legs if all they're going to do is be blocking in a in a, in a a block because he won't have to do any pressing. Yeah. You know, he, he'll work in that environment, as will 
J5 if they if they're not doing the only thing you'll have a problem with is if the ball is booted down the pitch and he's forced to run after it. Well, J5. I mean, I would love Potter to come out before the game. And come say, out swinging, mate. Yeah, you know, just to come out and sit in front of the press and go. Tomorrow night, we are playing four, four, four fucking, fucking two. two. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, why not? I mean, or or actually, I mean, if we were, you know, if if if, if resting players wasn't the thing. Four three three actually. I mean that would be quite good. Yeah. But, you, but you'd have Jorginho and maybe Mount Gallagher, um, and maybe Pulisic. Um, I still think Broya should should start because he's he's quite a handful. Maybe Havertz, maybe Aubameyang. Who knows? But I mean, you know, you could go much more attacking. I really do think Sterling needs to sit on the naughty step for a while. He's just not doing yeah. it for me. I don't care who we're playing actually. But uh, I don't know. Maybe he might think. Well, maybe we play against a shit team and he'll. You'll get some confidence back because I think he's. The step. Well, yeah, but right. equally, if he's if his confidence is gone, which it may well have done, yeah. then maybe he needs to to regain a bit of it by playing against a, a so called lower, yeah, uh, lower quality lower quality opposition. But uh, we I should see. Sat him on sat him on the naughty step and played him a well, video of England versus Iceland. I, well, I, I'm kind of inclined to agree. What I would say, J.K., is that I think actually, you know, in, irrespective of the fact that we've already qualified in first and we might want to rest players. I think it would be really important to pick up some confidence before Arsenal uh, at the weekend because that, excuse me, that is arguably our toughest match to date. Well, I think if very few of the players who play in the Arsenal game uh, play on Wednesday, they they, they won't be affected by uh, by it. No, so, but it piles on pressure, doesn't it, when you've lost two on the bounce? Again, I suppose so. Yeah, yeah. But and to lose I'm, to this lot would be poor. Yeah, yeah very, mm. very poor. Um, but also, I think everybody would be up for the Arsenal game regardless. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And he's got to have the best players, the big guns playing for that one. And he's yeah. got to get the system right as well. And I tell you the thing, without like previewing the preview, the, the worry about Arsenal is how, how lightning a lot of that side is. Although Saka went off injured, didn't he, this weekend, which is hopefully a blessing for us. Um, but we'll see. We'll get on to that on Friday. Right, predictions. Tony? Uh, what, for Zagreb? Yeah. 3 uh, 0. 3 0. I love it. JK? 2 0. 2 0. And I'm oh, going to be. Oh, whoa, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa what? what? been more conservative than me. This is a first. I'm normally the one that sits there and goes, nil, nil. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, nil, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that because I'm going to go 1 0. <laughs> I'm going to go a night, a night of enormous, you know, arse clenching frustration. As we yeah. dominate them, and have we we have about ninety eight possession all night, seventy five shots, uh, only five of them on target, and uh, we'll score one goal, and it'll be just annoying. Sadly, I can't be there to witness this joy of football because uh, I have to work. Sadly, as I do in the midweek. But no, are you going, Tone? No, mate. I I have similar issue getting up there midweek is a bit more difficult. It's a ball ache, you isn't it? Know. I now languish in retirement. Yeah, yeah. Well, there you go. I've kind of retired from midweek games, thanks to it having is, a bloody work. Is. I think the other thing is, is I'd like to do it, you know, go up on a train. And, of course, with all the rails, I mean, I, I would have considered going up on a train on Sunday, but basically got a letter from or an email from South Western Railway saying don't. What, well, on, <laughs> on, on Wednesday? No, on, on Sunday. Oh, yeah, yeah, they're definitely... I look. I checked that out because I wanted to have a few drinks on Sunday, but I can't because the trains yeah. are knacked. They, you know, so I'm, I'm going to have to drive up. But there you go. Uh, so three nil for Tony, two nil for J.K., one nil for Chidge. One of us will be right. That's all I'm going to say. We'll be back in a very short while to read out your fabulous emails. Don't go away.
Arsenal fans, real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. Up the Chelsea! Footballfancast.com Welcome back. This is the Chelsea Fancast. I am Stanford Chidge. Him down there is Jonathan Kidd. Hello. And him up there is Tony Glover. It's a bit like that, that um, you know, John Cleese, Ronnie Barker, Ronnie Corbett sketch, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> I look down on him, but he looks yeah. down on him. You know, it's yeah. a bit like that. Yeah. Our... I would definitely be the Ronnie Corbett in that. Piece. You would actually, wouldn't you? Oh, but you're in the wrong position for that. You should be down yeah. there. But I don't know. I, I, like to, I would consider myself the most diminutive of the three. Yes, you probably are, but only by a short head. By <laughs> <laughs> a short hair. Even. Oh, very droll. Very right, good. emails, JK. We've got some crackers tonight. Los Barnes. Uh, greetings, Chidge. Lord Privy Seal, kid. Oh, you know my status and my title and guests. It's it's Charlie. Uh, I know this email may sound like I've lost the plot, but bear with me. Like most, I've spent ages looking at poor play, Saribor, Tuchel Ball, and now the early days of Potter Ball. Yes, results can be great. The product in terms of excitement and attacking footy, enough said. All coaches have put possession over excitement and solid defence as a building block for scraping out results. The deep block seems to kill any attacking ambition. Part of that is a lack of a creative midfielder, a la Sesk and his magic hat, or Hazard dribbling through to unlock defences. But I think there's another issue in setting up to protect Thiago from his aged legs. Yes, indeed. Again, Saturday, our defensive line on the press from United is four yards ahead of Kepper. Starting that deep leaves us punting hopeful balls and turning the ball over. Secondly, on attack, our defensive line is deep in our half. I think Thiago's almost got into a sweeper's mentality. Younger listeners will need Google to find what a sweeper even is, I'm sure. As a coach, you want your defence to push up, play the game in the opposition half, press them. I think Thiago, afraid he will be done for pace, is dropping deeper and deeper. He needs to change, and injuries aside, Trevon Fofana can get us back higher upfield with our defending line. Also in a four. But that's another email. Thoughts, gentlemen. Keep up the great work as the gold standard of Chelsea pods. Oh, laws. He's a, he's a good he's a good lad he's a good lad isn't he I, I i like the cut of his jib and i i wasn't on this show to review the united game which i was at it was, was very shit. grumpy mate but i can tell you this now there were for the first 35 minutes of that game ben chilwell was in acres of space on the left-hand side without a United player within 20 yards of him. And not once, mm. not once did anybody play the ball out to him. It was all pissing around from Kepper to Silva to Trev, out to somebody else on the right, back, 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 Cucurella, back to the keeper. Not once. And in the end, and I don't know if, and I know we're not reviewing that game, I don't know if JK noticed it, but Chilwell when we conceded a free kick, went and had a go at Silva and had a go at Kepper because he was in front of me and you could see him saying, what the yeah, fuck I is going I on? I didn't know. I knew, I noticed all the ridiculous little triangles being played in the right yes. corner. I mentioned 35 minutes. They played the ball out to Chilwell and yeah. there was a cheer that went round Stanford Bridge. Wow. Unbelievable. 
So it wasn't just me that noticed that. Mm. So I think there's a good point he's making there uh, about the, the 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 sitting so deep and playing, you know, four yards ahead of Kepa and starting that deep. It's a frustrating thing sometimes. I just want to see a fucking drop kick. But I mean, Tony, th- this is. I mean, you know, it's 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 a really tricky one. It's trickier than it perhaps seems on 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 the surface because we know why this is it's because tr goes 37 and his leg or yes. 38 and his legs are going look, and, and yeah, yet just... and yet most matches we've seen in the last year you could say that tiago's been one of our better players if not the best player so yes. it's a real conundrum i think i think you know that answers uh you know really what loz is saying here because he's kind of going towards what i want to see which is us playing with four at the back but yeah. i don't think you can consistently play four at the back uh, with silver in there, unless you have protection, and the only protection he he is likely to have in the entire squad, I think, is probably from Jorginho, yeah. whose legs are equally slow. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know. You could. I mean, I would be happy to have Jorginho really just to sit in front of a back four or sit in front of silver. Really, you know yeah. that those two kind of buddy up, and he's you know rather than him charging up and expect you know yeah. really play as a defensive yeah. midfielder. Or as a quarterback, even. But uh, anyway, we'll see. Good email, Loz. Lovely to hear from you. Yeah. I promised you last week that we would read it out, and we have. Now, this is from Colin McPherson, who says, Hello, chaps. Hello, Colin. I hope you're all well. Uh, I write today to request a call for calm from the wider support. We're in a position now where we need to allow the club to grow into our new form. Fans have become used to the revolving door of managers, and after a couple of draws... This is written before uh, Brighton, incidentally. This team could have, and I suspect would have matched under Tuchel. I see a blatant overreaction from the support. We struggled against teams like United under other managers. If we aim to get to that, that uh, the point where we have a long-term manager, we need to allow him time and patience to implement his ideas and style. We've one of the best young managers in Europe, who I would argue will become England manager in his lifetime. What are your thoughts on this? I heard some uh, amount of absolute shit in the cock after the game, saying Potter out. Uh, Knee-jerk reactions won't happen under the new regime after Tuchel, so buckle up. Uh, I I would like to also make a mention to the staff who took us around the stadium on Friday. An absolute pleasure for them to be at our club. Not sure of the chap's name. Uh, Chelsea, as they come with longer black hair. If you know him, send our thanks. Up the Chelsea! Colin from Glasgow. Well, that's a lovely email, Colin. I don't, I don't know the guy. If they listen to this show, consider them duly thanked. Um, you made a point in there that uh, that uh, that came. Yeah, what are your th- on Potter becoming the England manager? I have to say, Colin, I don't think that's any accolade these days. When you've got a spanner like Gareth Southgate in charge of the England team, I don't think it's necessarily a desirable job for elite managers anymore. But that could just be me being narky about England. But boys, what do you think of this splendid email from Colin? I, 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 uh, I monopolised the last one. I'll let J.K. go go first on this one. You what? <laughs> I thought I monopolised the last email, so I thought I'd like open the door for you. I'd, I'd be, I'd, I would be like Sir Walter Raleigh. And I, I, I think we said it much in the show. I mean, we were having a dig. I think we're fair enough, but we well, weren't. I don't, we I, weren't I, throwing I, our toys out of the pram, saying, "Oh, well, you know, suck it." Okay, okay. So I go I've seen what I said. Um, yeah. Um, once again, we can't tell. You know, you can't tell if he has a whole series of dreadful results. Are they? Are they not going to go? Actually, this isn't working. I'm sorry. I don't know what. You know, I, we can't. We you, you you would hope 
you would hope but if it we don't quite know what the philosophy is at the moment so um right uh, we're told is that they're going to be patient that this is their man and they're going to stick with him that's what we've been told but the proof of the pudding will always be the easy i mean you know if he is as good as they reckon he is and and there are other people other than us lot who think he is then you know give him a chance i mean it, it, it we've always said on this show and to be fair We've always said this with managers. We've, apart from when we've absolutely hated them, like Sarri and Benitez, we've always said, give them a chance. Yeah. Don't sack absolutely. them now, just at the first sniff of trouble. Right. Yeah. With the number of times you and I, Tony, have been talking about Roman's hair trigger finger. Yeah. You know. So I think we'd, we'd all be in support of uh, Potter. You know, giving it a whirl, unless he unless he literally does, uh, to quote my title of the show, lose the plotter in a way that like, like AVB did. We all yeah. wanted AVB to work, but he, he proved yeah. to be such a complete prick that he had to go, you know, and this does happen in football. But I hope we, we, we do stick with Potter and we ride out any rough patches and pain. There you go. Yeah. I've said it. Can't be wasn't, said. Wasn't, he, wasn't AVB trying to get rid of... Who did he try to get rid of? Lampard, Drogba. Lampard, Drogba. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Ashley um, Cole. And also, the madness of that. I look yeah. at Colin's emails. He'd been, he'd been to- sorry, Tony. He'd been told to by the top. Yeah. yeah. Think but about it's also, that. I think... And look, look at uh, Collins' email. That's almost a condensed version of what we've we've talked about uh, a lot tonight. Mm. Other than the, you know, the whole point. That I don't think Potter would go for the England job. I think Southgate will leave, win or not. If he wins the World Cup, I think he'll leave. Uh, and if he doesn't, I think he'll leave. Which you know uh, it would be intriguing as to as, as to who they go for. They should pick that. a nice Championship manager. Because that's about England's level. Um, JK, Marco Delaval, our old mate, writes in a lot. Good, good old Marco. Good evening, everybody. Hope everyone's well on this. Another fine Friday night fancast preview show. Oh, my, oh, on this. Yeah, yeah. Well, oh, my word, what a great performance by the boys in Austria. Yes, particularly in the first half where it wasn't for their goalkeeper. We'd about a sight. Yes, what a very good goalkeeper he was. Cone, his name was, wasn't mm. he? He was no plastic cone, was he? He was leaping about um, like a salmon. It seems that Graham Potter's really getting his message across to the players now. And at times we look scintillating against Salzburg. However, there are still plenty of elements of the old Chelsea in the team's performance too. For example, the sideways passing and few times we looked a little scrappy in defence. Kepa looked a bit more anxious than he has done previously. Still, the improvements are there for all to see. Now it's a case of building on this performance. It's what we all thought, you see. Absolutely what we thought, and then we get Saturday. Also, does uh, Kovacic know the meaning of the phrase tap-in? My word, what a goal. <laughs> Have it strike pretty good, but two is wonderful. But we expect that from the Silky German. We do, absolutely. Whereas Kovacic feels like a rabbit being pulled out of a hat. With, you know, a, a blind rabbit with a stick. <laughs> Seriously, every time he scores, it's a goal of the season contender. <laughs> True, actually, probably Scores twice and once. The volley in Valencia, yeah, and against Everton in his first season. The cultured left foot finish this week. The jumping volley against Liverpool. And, of course, his delicate dink against Aston Villa last season. All of them superb finishes. Hopefully we can see more if he carries on improving this part of his game. Unfortunately, though, Marco, he's not improving. In fact, he's getting worse. But never mind. Um, Moving on, we've qualified as group winners, and I agree with Graham Potter. This is only a step in the right direction. So let's carry on ticking it one step at a time because I truly believe we could have something special here. Uh, But not the case after watching the Brighton game. Once again, you produce a fantastic show 
Hope you all have a lovely weekend. Thank you very much, Marco. Keep the blue flag flying high. Thank you. Very lovely. Um, but yes, you're very, you know, it's, it's like all of us very positive with the Salzburg performance. And yes, there were some moments where we got the willies when they just pumped the ball in the air. But I thought we defended well, dealt with that well, let the game um, slow down very well, pushed it towards the final whistle without giving the ball away too much. And I thought that that was a good performance. But it's it's the um, it's the hope that gets you, isn't it? It's the fact that you think, yeah, that's going to be it. We'll bring this, as you say, into the next performance, the next game. And then we put in a showing like what we, we did. Indeed. Interesting comments about Kovacic because I, as you, as you, he know, shanked well, it. I, I play walking football and we've got a guy who, uh, who play, and he's a terrific, obviously played football when he was younger and he, he can hold the ball. Now, we, you know, he's obviously restricted by the fact that we only play three touch before you, you know, you, three touches on the ball and you, you have to have got rid of it or shot or whatever. Uh, and every now and then, he absolutely fucking unleashes one, right? That keeper, <laughs> it doesn't matter who's in goal, gets nowhere near. And do you remember that face that Jimmy Bullard put, pulled when he was looking up at Duncan Ferguson after he'd lumped somebody? That kind of. Oh, yes. <laughs> we do that every time. We're like, why don't you fucking do that more often? Like, you, if you can do it, why don't you do it more often? And we never get a satisfactory answer out of the bloke. It does make me laugh that these. Players apparently can do it, and then they sort of basically choose not to. It just—I think it's when he doesn't have much time to think about it. Yes, doesn't. yeah, yeah, possibly. Yeah, that's what yeah. we said. I think there's some truth to that. Right, uh, next one. This is the one we've been waiting for, J.K., which we both absolutely loved. A very intelligent, well thought out email, which puts us to shame. Really, um, dear team, from Kevin McGrath, I should say, dear team. As a recent convert to the Chelsea... Convert? To the Chelsea fan cast? Convert? Converted from what, Kevin? Anyway, possibly a non-lister. I don't know. Anyway, as a recent convert to the Chelsea fan cast, this is my first attempt at feedback over the on-air content. Uh, there are a number of Chelsea podcasts out there, but the fan cast has a good claim to being the most entertaining and informative. Well, thank you, Kevin. You could have just said best, but that'll do. Uh, there is much to like, including the open and honest exchange of views expressed on the programme. Uh, no, there sing- isn't. Oh, yes, there is. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, there isn't. It's not panto season yet. Singing from the same hymn sheet doesn't seem to be the top of your agenda. Thank goodness. No, I'd agree with that. We we all say what we feel, mate. That's, that's how we are. As Tony so eloquently put earlier on, the, 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 the spirit of this show started in a pub it was always supposed to be like a load of old mates talking nonsense about football in the pub and i think we we've remained true to that ethos yes. haven't we tone yeah and, old, old codgers in a pub old codgers in a pub yeah in this spirit i'm going to criticize the tone taken by all involved to one degree or another regarding graham potter i mm. know i know that the program was recorded on the back of some below par performances notably aston villa and the first half versus man united and before the excellent win in Salzburg. But I couldn't quite believe what I was listening to. What was missing in the discussion, I thought, was the context in which Potter finds himself managing the club. Now, I'm going to say, Kevin, I agree with you on both of those, well, on one of those points. I think, but they're related. And I've said this time and again throughout the programme. Me, JK and Marco were, were royally cheesed off after the Man United game. But that, I think, has more, and think you need some context there, we're all been watching Chelsea for a long time and as a consequence absolutely hate Man United. 
So the fact that we haven't beaten them for a long time, I think, kind of led to our all-round grumpiness. And poor old Potter was the uh, perhaps unfair recipient of the criticism. JK? You have to remember that they sang uh, the John Terry song, which is now 17 years old. No, no, sorry, it's um, 14 years old. Viva John Terry, that one. Exactly that one. They sang that for about 50% of the game. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that's the kind of thing you're dealing with, is yeah. the kind of, of hatred of the and rent boys, of course. Yeah, and I, all... it's, I, I remember, you know, in Gate, in Gate 17, when they were still in the East Lower, them singing, and I think it was something like 48 years, 48 years, 48 years. They sang it for a whole half. Yes, they did. I remember that. Absolutely. And they were alluding to the fact that it's been 48 years since we'd won the title or something like that. Uh, so yeah, I really hate Man United, and 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 it just I think that really fed into our grumpiness. And as I said, perhaps unfairly, you know, Potter was the recipient, and and I think that also kind of made us lose some some uh, you know some you know objectivity in terms of the context. So I I kind of accept I kind of accept what you say. But anyway, here are some key factors which were either not mentioned at all or only paid lip service. And these are, I have to say, J.K. As you and I were talking before we went on, these are all brilliant. Uh, None of the players Potter is managing were signed by him to play at Chelsea. It's generally accepted that managers be given a chance to bring in their own players before judgment is called down on them. I couldn't agree more, Kevin. Spot on. It's widely recognised that for a new manager to have the best chance of success with a new team, that he be given a good pre-season to work with the players. The benefits are obvious. He has a chance to properly convey his methods and he can see which players might be suited and which are not. Potter has not had that advantage. Again, Kevin, you are 100% correct, and I agree entirely. Another factor important to managers, especially those working with a new group of players, is time on the training pitch between games. Strikes, the Queen's passing, and the World Cup has made that impossible, as we're playing three games in eight days every week. Now, this is a point we have made. I know, because I made it, that... uh, you know, one thing he's having a problem with, I keep bitching about the fact that he's rotating, but the other side of that coin, and I have mentioned this, is that, you know, um, we are, he's not having that time on the training pitch between games because it's basically, it's game, you know, uh, day off, warm down, warm up. There's not a lot of time. And it is, Tuchel used to moan about this all last season, mm. saying we played too many games. So I, 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 I absolutely agree with what you're saying, but I do think we've mentioned that, not that I'm trying to play tit for tat here. This brings us to another mitigating factor which wasn't given its due. Rotation injuries. Potter is having to select a reserve team every other game. There's no way in the world we can get away with playing Cova, Silva, Aspie, Jorginho, etc. for a full 90 minutes every Sunday, Wednesday and Saturday. I totally agree with you there. And I, But again, to be fair, I do think we've, we've mentioned, I mean, we've certainly done it tonight, but we've mentioned it before now because we know Cova's carrying an injury. We know Silva's old and has also been carrying an injury. Aspie's old. Jorginho's been carrying an injury. We know that there's a lot of that. And, and, and maybe, I think, I think, anyway, I'll shut up and I'll reply at the end. Potter is unbeaten. He's taken us up the Premier League, off the bottom of the Champions League to the top, kept a clean sheet in five straight games and has us playing more attractive football, all with our best players, either injured or knackered. Well, that's a reasonable point. Another area where Potter's appointment could have gone wrong early doors was the reaction of the team to the new governor. First indications suggest that Potter has built an excellent relationship with his squad. The team are certainly giving 100% for him. Well, I'd agree with that. Maybe not so on uh, on Saturday Brighton. against Brighton, but I generally would agree with that. The intensive... There was actually an article in, in the uh, Liam. I think it was either Liam or someone wrote that whole thing about Potter in the Athletic and, and the, the 
the things he's done very differently from the start about engagement with players. Yeah, I, I think I think he's he's good news on that front. Another area where uh, no, we've just read that the intensive recruitment and the scouting technical director areas indicates to me that Bowley and Co are clear-minded about the long-term strategy they want to induce to introduce at Chelsea. Potter is eager to work in that collegiate environment, unlike his predecessor. Another massive plus. I was prepared to stick by Potter, even if he had found getting results difficult early on his in his tenure the opposite has been true and he should be congratulated for making a very sound start in difficult circumstances not least of which is that we have only two genuine strikers an old dog and a raw kid on the books just to close and at the risk of undermining my whole argument i know perfectly well the twisted logic of a football fan and i accept that at the turn of the year i might well be writing to you demanding potter's head on a stick kind regards kevin mcgrath well that's very magnanimous of you and I mean, I think there, therein lies a point. I mean, I think all of all three of us agree pretty much 90% of everything that you said in that, and you're absolutely right. But I, I will add that, you know, look, we're not match of the day. We're not here to be, you know, analytical and sensible per se. We're just fans who, who love yes. Chelsea, love the game. And sometimes we get the hump, you know. Sometimes our emotions get the better of us. And, and I think it was a weird thing because... You know, me, Marco, and, and and JK. You know, we're 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 quite old and wise heads. It's very unlike all three of us to be totally in sync and be to be completely grumpy in one episode. But I just think, it, in a sense, actually, it captured the mood of what was happening at the bridge on the Saturday. And I think that's also a very important point about what this show is about. It is a reflection of of, of the mood on the terraces because that's where what you you will find us. And that, I'm afraid, can be totally. Uh, subjective and not impartial whatsoever. It, it, it's born of, of how we feel. And that was transmitted to that show on the Monday. Um, you know, the next day we could be completely different and very buoyant and very positive about everything, which is mirrors really what most, most the, the roller coaster ride that most fans go to. But as I said, in the cold light of day and a brilliant email like that, and, I, and as I said, I read it and I thought, fuck me, that's a good email. Because I do, I agree entirely. I think the mitigating factors you list there are, are all spot on. So there we go. Uh, do write in again. It was lovely to hear from you. I'm, I'm sad that you've only recently found us. Uh, I hope we haven't managed to put you off yet. We quite often do, so I hope we haven't done it yet. So I'd love to hear from you again. Such is the fickle nature of the punditry on this. Well, it's because we all talk a load of old nonsense most of the time, but it's lovely to hear from you. Utter bollocks, Chidge. Utter bollocks. We talk bollocks. Oh, we do, but we're very good at it. Very good. We excel at that. I'm I'm the best. You are. That's why I. That's why you're on the show, mate. Great email, though. Anyway, we've got another one from George. George's George's weekly email. Dear Chidge, email Drew. J.K. Meldrew. I don't believe it. And this week's guest was probably also emulated Victor Meldrew. Rosa Meldrew. I don't think you did, actually. Uh, there is a saying. Actually, no, we've gone back to being a bit Meldrew, haven't we? Yeah. If Carlsberg did weekends, I would like to modify that to if Pepsi did weekends, i.e. complete and utter shit. Not only did our day out in Brighton see the seagulls help themselves to our chips and shit on our ice cream, with Flash Score casting a salt-rubbing curse on the wounds with the headline, Graham Potter and the first half rinse. <laughs> but Winchester City's FA Trophy campaign ended with a no, whimper. No, no! Swindon's Supermarine beat them 5-0. And as Len Shackleton once said, they were lucky to get nil. The use of a back three baffled me, as it had been proven not to work without proven wing-backs. Lo and behold, we promptly get taken to the cleaners. Zagreb at home on Wednesday is the perfect opportunity to try out a back four. 
Speaking of Europe, it was absolutely hilarious to see Barcelona go out of the group stages again. Yeah, I agree completely. Ah, face another season of, as they say in Catalan. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't speak Spanish. Apparently, this is going to have major financial consequences, as Battery Sergeant Major Williams repeatedly said. Bonus points, you try and do it in his voice. Uh, was that in the audio outside? Never mind. Was that um, Windsor Davis? That was Sergeant Major Shut Up. His name would have been. Yeah, dear Hogsad, never mind. Was that him? Yeah. It was interesting Lovely to know. Lovely boys. Lovely yes. boys. Oh, dear Hogsad, oh, never mind. Never mind. Uh, um, uh, all, all went a bit piratical then. It did that time. <laughs> well, it, with the with the ah uh, ha it did, yes. Yeah, ha ha. Oh, dear Hogsad, never mind. No, it wasn't that one. Oh, dear Hogsad, never mind. Um, it was interesting to note that Klopp escaped a touchline ban being sent off against Man City because, of course, he did. I suppose that when he does it, again, bonus points for the accent. Um, Klopp. He's showing passion. Uh, what's that? La, la, six times. No, 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 no. It's not Klopp. It's a scouser. He's showing passion. Yes, la, 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 la. La, la, six times. No, he's not. No, he's not. Um... Last week, Chigi mentioned going to watch Winchester City during the World Cup. City's fixtures during the World Cup, because everyone is welcome to come along after all. 12th, uh, 12th of November, Hamill away. 19th of November, Truro away, depending on Plymouth Parkway's FA Trophy fixture. 22nd of November, North Lee at home. 22nd of November, Dorchester at home, likely to miss due to a family trip on the Watercrest line. Uh, 3rd of December, Poole away. 6th of December, Western Supermare at home. Uh, 10th of December, Hayes and Yeading away. And uh, sorry, I'm so sorry. I, you know, I don't know that area. And uh, I knew I'd get it wrong as I said it, actually. I was thinking it's one of the two and I've got it wrong. Haynes, Hayes and Yedding away and 17th of December, Harrow at home. I should point out that not only do you only have to turn up for, a, uh, to, for away games, but if Truro away is on a Saturday, there'll most likely be a coach for players and fans. Oh, interesting. I wish I'd started listening and emailing last season as I might have been able to entice Chigi down just in time for our successful promotion push during the recent unpleasantness. Um, excuse me. Finally, with the Potter Out Brigade emerging from under their rocks, maybe we should consider taking on... <laughs> <laughs> Are we allowed to actually say that name? I can't say it. Can't the say fat it. Spanish waiter. There you go. I've rescued Spanish you. Spanish waiter buster. Boo! Boo! After all, you can never have too many bar staff. Very good. Very Clever. good. Very good. Until next time, George Spencer. <clears throat> well, well George. Nice stuff. And I like the uh, I like the shameless um, fixture list for, uh, for Winchester City. Fantastic. He's Love given it. me food for thought there. And I, George, I was definitely aware of uh, City's uh, promote, successful promotion push. Uh, uh, so yes, um, I, I I I will get down there. I'll tell you what, you know, Truro away on a coach, that's got to be a ten-hour round trip. Yes, I think the word is fucking off. Yes. No, not a chance. Not yes. a chance. However, Hayes and Yedding, two great reasons. Wild stomping ground. Well, three great reasons to go to that. I think Bobby Bob Bob uh, quite lies a bit, like a bit Hayes and Yedding. I know Cliff yeah, does. Cliff yeah, Orga Bob does. Hangs, yeah. So yeah. there's that. So it's a mass. Bob Bob. Bobby Bob Bob. Yeah, Rob. European Rob, Bob. Yeah, you Great know, European man. Bob. European Great Bob. Man. Rob Rob Hines, brilliant bloke. Absolutely brilliant Bobby, bloke. Bobby, Bobby. Really? But anyway, I think I think it might be, you know, one of his teams. But if not, I know it's Cliff Auger's non-league team. And it's probably True Blue Terry's 
yes. non-league team. So it's a massive Chelsea hotbed. So there's a massive chance for a tear up there. So there's a yeah. third reason. So yeah, maybe maybe I'm doing away with you, the Hayes and Yedding, mate. Um, but uh, I'd, I'd much prefer to go to a home game because I want to see what the Den Plan Stadium's like. I think it's still the Den Plan Stadium. And, and I, I don't know where you drink. You need to tell me where you drink, uh, George, because even if I don't make it to a game, we can have a pint. I wonder if uh, the home fans go to the King Alfie pub, because that, as far as I'm concerned, is the nearest pub to the ground. So there you go. You, have, you write in next week and let me know, George. I'm sure you will. But we will do a game. Panic not. Right. Goodness me, it's the last email of the show. That came round quick. It's from Matt Scott. And this is also another excellent email, by the way. Um, Matt says, good evening. Hope you're all well. We are. Now, you may have already covered this stat on tonight's show. Well, as it happens, Matt, I forgot, so we haven't. Uh, But the result against Brighton has been coming for a little while now. It's not surprising we conceded the goals in the manner we did on Saturday, albeit to our own goals. However, the way Potter sets his side up does leave us open at the back an awful lot, or as Donal would say, open sesame. Uh, after doing a little bit of research, the 10 games since Potter has taken the reins, we have conceded a whopping 44 shots on target. Other than Milan and Man United, who who have, who have have we actually come up against that should be having that amount of chances to score? That's why, in my opinion, the result against Brighton was coming, although I fully expected it to happen in the coming games against Arsenal or City, or dare I say it, Newcastle. Now, I'm not for one minute slating Potter. He is likely to be the Chelsea manager for many years under this new ownership model. And I fully uh, believe any professional manager, if given the time, will get it right eventually. However, he needs to address the fact that we are conceding so many chances against average opposition. As up until Saturday, we've been treading on extremely thin ice. All the best, love to you all, and up the fucking Chelsea, Matt Scott. Well, Matt... This is the same theme that I've mentioned many times on this show, which I is mentioned it earlier. You, as well. Did you? You may well. Maybe that's when I was reading Mixler, but uh, it's basically the old argument, J.K., isn't it? Is that we we have yet to have a manager over, since um, Conte who manages to get this side to be able to both defend effectively and attack effectively. And my theory of that is it's because we don't have a midfield that's good enough to do either, mm. you know, help the defence and help the attack. It's pretty bleeding obvious, isn't it, really, Chidge, that well, we it, don't have... If I figured it out, JK, it's bloody obviously obvious. It's what we keep banging on about. You need a Fabregas or a Hazard or a, a Lampard. Yes. You need somebody in the middle there that, that grabs the game by the scruff of the neck, gives it a bloody good shake, seeing to, and then flings it onto the pitch and it then takes over like a... Uh, a butcher's dog. Yes. <laughs> not, not to mix well, your metaphors at all. <laughs> Brilliant. I think you said it. There's nothing to add after that. I think you, you no. nailed it, mate. Unless Tony wants to say anything. Not really. I I, I, I kind of agree, but I, I wasn't aware of that statistic. I'm not, yeah, I'm not 100% convinced it's particularly relevant because I don't think we... Well, it, it, it was, it was uh, on Saturday when you saw that we yes. had a comparable amount well, of shots but, you know, as, uh, as, uh, as Brighton. All, it's, it's not all down to the manager. There are still players on there whose job it is to defend. Well, I do. And... I do think. I do think. I. I yeah. I, I. I agree. Ultimately, it's the players that kick the ball. The manager can't do that. Yes. But I do think it's also a function of how they set up. Frank set up to attack, and lo and behold, left massive gaps at the back, and we got exposed. Right. Tuchel set up to defend. 
And lo and behold, we drew or, or, or squeaked more matches than we lost, but we couldn't finish for Toffee. Yeah. Uh, Potter's come in with the remit to attack, and we still can't attack because we don't have anybody who can finish, uh, but we can't defend either. So, no. you know, I, I mean, you know, and no, I mean, that, that's the players because we can't finish because the players don't finish. Yeah, I think it does go back to Kevin's email about, you know, mitigating circumstances. This will be the third manager on a trot who's come in at a difficult time. Yeah. You know, Frank came in at a difficult time. Tuchel had to live uh, through, you know, picking up from a, a, a club legend and then had to deal with all sorts of absolutely non-footballing shit last year because not one person in the club had the bollocks to come forward and speak about the sanctions and stuff like that. It was all left down to him. So, you know, when people like Marina and Guy Lawrence and all of those who are, you know, on the board were fucking shying away from the press. Tuchel was the one that was being asked to comment on stuff that he's, he probably got an opinion on, but it's well out of his remit. And Potter's come in at a time when, you know, we've got a World Cup for some bizarre reason. They, you know, they picked a place that's 50 fucking degrees in, you know, Celsius in the summer when it's normally played. So it's got to be done mid-season. Uh, and and I, I just think, you know, the, but, you know, plus you've had all the COVID. It's, it's a really weird time for football. And I just, I, th- I do think that it's going to take him time. I watched, uh, I think a week before we sacked Tuchel. I think I was, you know, I was sort of stewarding down at the club and I, there was no one there. So I just sat there with my iPad. I watched Brighton versus Leicester. Now I know this isn't, and there's not Barcelona around Madrid, but Brighton were fucking excellent that day. It was exciting. It was thrilling to watch. And, and the last team I've seen, you know, we've played, a, we've, we've been getting closer to that kind of level of yeah, up and at them, pressing and all this sort of football this season. I've not seen enough of it yet, but, you know, it's very early days. But another team that have been like that were Brentford. You know, you just think, why can't we take, take a bit of that attitude there? You know, Brentford have got a player in Ivan Tony who is absolutely elbowing defenders out of the way. Who Good can player. Put- a penalty spot and not even look at the fucking goalkeeper and smash it in the back of the net. And there we are struggling time and time again. So, you know. Time will tell. Time yes, will tell. Will and talking of time, that's it for tonight. We ain't got no more time left. Uh, but we will be back uh, on Friday evening if, uh, well, we'll have Clayton uh, Beerman joining me and JK if Clayton has remembered. Um, and we will, well, you know, I, I, you know, I do love having Clayton on, so I hope he has. Uh, right, uh, we'll be looking back, obviously, at the Dinamo Zagreb game, and we will be uh, looking ahead to Sunday's match against the Arsenal. Cool, that's the biggest test so far in my book, so that'll be a humdinger. So we'll be talking all about that on Friday. Friday neat. Uh, now, uh, if you like what we do, you can become a Chelsea Fancast patron and help us cover the costs of. Uh, running lots of shows every week and continuing to produce what we believe is a unique podcast on all things Chelsea uh, and rather good, even if I do so it myself. Now, uh, please feel free... Yeah, to... you mentioned the fact that we are being followed by... Uh, no, 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 definitely not. Uh, please feel free to donate whatever you want per show or per month. Well, actually, it's per month, so I don't know why I wrote that. Um, I mean, as little or as much as you want. I mean, there's, I, I love you all equally, no matter what you do. It's not a condition of uh, anything at all. It's just if you want to say thanks, this is a good way to do it. Uh, Patreon.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. Uh, and if you do so, uh, and if you want one, I will send you via post, via post uh, a, a Carrie Dixon mini banner 
uh, a replica of the one that's hanging up in the Matthew Harding end. And of course, you automatically, well, I don't, you don't automatically join our Discord group. I have to send you the link, but I'll happily do that because as Tony knows, it's great fun in there. Um, and I don't get in there enough because I'm a bit busy at the moment, but it, a lot of really good people in there, aren't there, Tony? And it's one of the funniest Even things. Mr. Stick. Yeah. And one of the funniest <laughs> things is you're getting you're getting updates on the game at different speeds. Yeah, I can't. That's quite, that is, yeah, that is quite... quite you I actually, find somebody 10 seconds after we've scored a goal going, this is shit, we're going to lose. I know, I know. It's quite bizarre, I, isn't I, it? I weirdly, when I've got my phone out and something pings through and I suddenly think... Oh, I wonder if they're ahead of the game. And I think, hang on a second, I'm actually at the game. Oi. <laughs> now, now, that is weird. That is weird. That is weird. Because I, I get yeah. notifications as well. And, and I get them from like, I get I get them from CFC Blues, their app, the Fifth Stand app, and yes. Flash Score. Flash Score's always first because it's a betting app and it's in real time. And that means it's quite often ahead of the TV or the radio coverage, which is always you know, about 10, 20, maybe 30 seconds behind. So, yeah, but I've never had it at the game. Yeah, I've got I've got a couple of mates who... Uh, uh, there's an Overland and Sea thing, which uh, um, is, is various um, friends of Tim Langton, and uh, they go it, they, they get feeds from around the world. So occasionally they'll come in and say, uh, 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 oh, it's a, it's a goal, and then I'm watching the telly, and you think, oh, I haven't got the, the goal. But this actually happens at the... Uh, Somebody said, "Oh, that was pretty. That was it, it's a they. They just freaked me out slightly because they seemed to prophesy that it was a goal. I think, but I looked at it and it said, I think they're going to score now.' And then they did, and uh, I thought, "Oh God, they're ahead of the game. I can't believe it. Oh, and I'm here. But, um, it was just. Uh, I think it was the inevitability of the goals. So. I think you'll find that it's the Chinese betting sites that have already rigged the score that are getting in there first. Could easily be that they've certainly been doing that with the cricket. That's happened before. I mean, that's that's actually happened." Yes, they, that's how they got caught because they were calling it because they got the they were doing it from the far east and they just kind of forgot the timing, you yes, know. Yeah. yeah. So there you go. Uh, there we go. So that's our Patreon account. Uh, if you want your email, uh, or or you can do this via Patreon or Instagram or tweet or Facebook. You send us a message any way you like, and uh, we will have them uh, read out on the Monday if you get them to me on the end of the day on a Sunday. And the email address is chelseafancast at gmail dot com. You can follow the show on all the social media at Chelsea Fancast. Me at Stanford Cheers, Jonathan at Jonathan Kidd, and Tony at Grocer Jack UK. Tony, lovely to see you, mate. Well done for uh, standing in for Martin tonight. I've had an absolute blinding time tonight, mm. um, and and I I I had uh, when I put my name forward when 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 I uh, doing my tour Andre flow coming off the bench. Um, I did think to myself, I've, I'd made a few points. So I did look at my tweets and thought, you know, I've I've, I've got something to say here tonight. Um, and I did, I'm pleasantly surprised that me and me and Jonathan, the fine Jonathan kid, have been able to debate this in a civil manner. Mm. No, but we do though. We do. There is such a joy to come on here and be able to do this and see the people in mix and say, actually, do you know what? I mean. Uh, you know, we might disagree about these things, but we're we're disagreeing over a virtual pint in a pub and saying, "Well, I think you're wrong." Yeah, you know, definitely, yeah, definitely, it's been it's been great tonight. Brilliant. Yeah, no, me too. Enjoyed it hugely. Lovely to see you as always, Tone, Mister Kid. Another cracker. Well done. Is that what you mean? It's been sweet. A cracker, crumbly. I thought you said nutcracker. No, no, it's... I didn't say nutcracker. It's like a... I thought. 
as in it's been sweet, nutcracker sweet. No, well, see. yeah, I could have done. Yeah, I, I'm not that clever though. This has gone very oh. kind of two Ronnies, hasn't it? Uh, <laughs> so in which case, it's good night from uh, him. Uh, four candles. No, that's, you're supposed to say no, and it's good night from I know, him. I know, I know. I was sleeping ahead though. I know, I know. <laughs> Never yeah. mind. Uh, J.K. As always, an absolute delight and a pleasure to see you, my my chum. Uh, who are you going with on uh, Wednesday? On oh, me, Todd. On your Todd, no guest. Todd Sloan, no, I haven't got one this Wednesday. No, 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 no Georgia. No daughter, no, no, no. School no. night. I've, I've just had to, um, uh, no, I haven't got a ticket. I've just had to, uh, she's asked me, will, will I give her permission because her mother's refused it that she can go to a party next Saturday. Mm. The mother thinks there'll be some uh, drugs and older boys there. And I've said, uh, ah, go on, go on, which has caused terrible ructions. Yeah. <laughs> don't speak to the older boys and don't take any drugs. That's all you exactly. need to know. Yeah. Exactly. Or don't take any don't take any older boys and don't speak to any drugs. Drugs, exactly. She's almost fourteen, you know, in January, so she's she'll be all right. Yeah, it's very difficult when you've got kids at that age. I don't, I yeah. feel for you, J.K. Lovely to see you as always, mate. Enjoy the game on uh, really Wednesday. I will do. Thank you. And I Great look stuff. forward to your fan by afterwards, as ever, as do the millions. And uh, I look forward to seeing you again on Freedy Neat. I'll be there. I'll be there. All, Pat. all right, Pat. See you then. Uh, so there we go. Thanks for listening, especially all you lot on Mixler. Lovely to see you too. We'll see you Friday. Until then, keep it blue, keep it carefree, and keep it chills. The chills. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is, that's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times.